0: Hey, Fro, you want to hear a joke? Sure. So, uh, three vampires walk into a bar. The -hmm. first one says, I'll I'll have a pint of blood. The Mm -hmm. second one says, I'll have one too. And the third one says, I'll have a pint of plasma. And the bartender says, all right, that'll be two bloods and a blood light.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. I'm waiting for the joke.
3: (laughs) Coming up on this week's episode of Another Digital Citizen, Fro, Luke and I will be talking about the news this week, WWE Backlash Results, Dead Episodes 12 and 13, the last ones, When the bow Breaks, and we have another round of Torture Tilly with TV. This is Another Digital Citizen.
1: Got all the javelins in the set up. Five shots. Five shots came. Five shots on the border in quick fire way we still know him. Six blocks. All could have the
2: and uh, gentlemen, uh, welcome to another week, another digital citizen. It's episode 49. 49, that means we are one away from 50 that we will probably mention next week when we do this again, because that's kind of the point of the podcast. Uh, Let's say hi to the lady that made this podcast one hour late. Hi, Talia.
3: Hey, Fro. Sorry.
2: So, where were you this time?
3: I was running around trying to write all my notes and eat some food and things. But Dick's um, work bus, they've changed all the bus times. So now he's coming back later. Aha so everything ended up getting pushed back a bit. Although they were they were on time, even though they're later, which is uh, a turn up for the books. But yeah, it threw everything off. Mm-hmm. So I apologize, sorry guys. It's Especially okay. you, Fro, I know you're tired. I am tired
2: because uh, it's uh, been a weird weekend. We'll t- t- talk about that weekend later. Uh, let's say hi-, hi to the man that actually woke me up four times during the pay-per-view. Just by yelling my name. Hi. Hi, <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, Fro. Hi, Tilly. Hi, everybody.
2: Based on hey. the true story.
0: Yeah. Uh, fro fell asleep in the matches you would probably imagine he fell asleep in. But, yep. Yeah.
2: And what did you do?
0: I went, Fro, 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 Fro. And then he woke up. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> That's exactly what happened this weekend. The story of my life. Uh, Watching
0: WWE pay-per-views, it's really late for Fro, and so all the rest of us are there, and we're, what, we're doing our thing, and uh, Fro falls asleep almost inevitably every time. But sometimes not, sometimes not.
3: Oh yes. Okay. See, that's why I don't come on the calls, because I just know I'll be, you know, it's normally first couple of matches I'll fall asleep. And how and do no you point. know
2: if I uh, have fallen asleep or not, uh, look?
0: Uh, most sometimes you'll snore.
5: <laughs> yes, I snore.
0: And then sometimes you'll just be gone for like an hour, and we'll be like, "Where did Fro go?" Yeah. <laughs> we'll realize, oh, he probably fell asleep.
2: Yep. That is me. Uh, so do we have any news that we're not talking about this week?
0: Oh, news we're not talking about this week. Uh, there was uh, another nuclear test in North Korea. Yeah. Uh, allegedly, I guess. Uh, Jill Stein got arrested for spray-painting a bulldozer in North Dakota at the protest site. If you guys know about there's a protest site happening in North Dakota to stop an oil pipeline by some uh, Na- Native American groups. Wow. Uh, but they ended up getting it stopped this week as well for, like, a uh, limited time. Uh, see, Clinton uh, has pneumonia, apparently, so went off the trail for a couple of weeks. Ceasefire in Syria. Uh, David Cameron quit uh, his job. Finally. <laughs> uh, and then a trial started this week for Amman Bundy, the guy from the Malheur, uh, uh standoff that we had here in Oregon a, months and months ago. Yeah, his tri- trial started this week. So yeah. News we're not talking about this week.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
2: Cool. Uh, but uh, in uh, London, uh, where uh, I heard uh, Tilly is also living, uh, what are they doing in your fucking underground there?
3: Well, it's only in one underground. Okay. In, I think it's in Clapham. Is it Clapham Common or just the Clapham one? I don't. Yeah, Clapham Common. They've basically a um, group of people that are you know cat lovers like myself i didn't know about this i wish i did i totally got involved um they're called the citizens advertising takeover service or cats um, and <laughs> they've raised enough money to take over the whole of one underground station all of the advertising spots and they've put up pictures of cats that need homes Aww. and we're not talking just you know just a hey, here's a picture with you know about to see cats and dogs home call this number they are proper professional photos and they all oh, the cats look gorgeous but it's every single one there's nothing selling anything are just going to be home cats
2: that sounds that's uh, terrific
3: i think the funnest part about this is that was
0: an afterthought the whole uh fun like originally they just were against advertising they said that yeah. that, that was what the group was against and then they were like oh we got to replace it with something let's replace it with cats who need need homes so it was kind of like a secondary thought in of what they were doing, but once they had the money, they were like, "Well, okay, what are we gonna replace these ads with?" So,
3: yeah. kind of cool. Brilliant! Oh, I love
2: it.
0: Sounds super cool.
2: So, uh, in America, uh, what is it with those like self-driving
4: taxis?
0: Right. I guess they're trying uh, Uber, of course. I don't. Do you guys have, you have Uber in both your countries? Yes, I'm assuming. Yes, we do. Okay. Um, yeah, but I don't know anybody that uses it. <laughs> <laughs> in big cities, it's more, you know, uh, it, it's a more of a thing, I guess. What? It makes less sense when you live like somewhere where it's really far away from everything. So but yeah. I guess in Pittsburgh, they are trying to um, get together some self-driving cars to uh, do taxi service for Uber, uh, I guess, without people. So, uh, you would be picked up by a driverless car, basically. Oh. uh And a lot of people are kind of concerned about this. Uh, who know, uh, Why? I don't see why you would be concerned about people being put in the back of a car with nobody driving it.
5: Oh, no. Oh.
2: I don't see any reason to get alarmed by that at all.
0: And I guess this week also, uh, Tesla came out about the guy who got killed that we reported on a uh, f- few months back. Yeah. Um. When he was driving his car, and they said they fixed all the autopilot features uh, specifically to avoid accidents
3: that, like the one that happened to that guy. So. I suppose it's going to be one of
2: those.
3: Yeah, one of those where it's a learning experience all the way through, and we're only going to know what kills people when they die from it.
2: Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, let's kill 10,000
0: people. Let's.
2: It yeah, seems like...
3: sign a waiver. If they've signed the waiver, it's fine.
0: <laughs> There's definitely some groups out there that. Um, They'll. They're maybe against the self-driving cars, not necessarily for um, the idea of it hurting people, but maybe they're a company who doesn't make self-driving cars. So there are those groups out there that are just doing this to kind of delay the technology as well. So you have both those problems and happening. So. All
3: right. I've got to ask. I don't. I know neither of you guys are working on these cars at the minute. But why have they not done, you know, self-driving trains and? Self-driving, uh, you know, buses that would take a certain route all the time. Yeah. They have
0: self-driving if, trains.
3: They do, actually. Why well, aren't they like, everywhere? They are.
0: Uh, yeah, when I lived in Portland, there were signs all over in one part of yeah. the uh, city that said, uh, careful, uh, self-automated trains. Yeah, they meaning, are. like, don't go across because there's nobody there to see you to stop. Yeah. Stop. yeah. Right.
3: Well, I don't, I don't think we have them. If we do, then they're just fobbing us off saying that it has to be an official...
0: Yeah, maybe, maybe you maybe you just I'm don't sure have signs. I'm sure they're still doing things. <laughs> That's the thing. Well, no, like, we're, I wouldn't we're all know about unless... signs. <laughs> I wouldn't know unless they had a sign at every cross crossing, you know. So, yeah. Right. yeah. Uh
2: But uh, then again, it's not as bad as uh, a sugar company paying to manip- manipulate heart studies. That sounds like a good idea. D.
0: Or I guess it's this not. happened in the 60s. So this is just uh, information that's just now coming out after years. So
3: yeah, And it's but, not that shocking.
0: <laughs> no, it's not
3: shocking at all, to be honest. It's, well, it's not surprising. It is it's yeah. shocking in the fact that, you know, oh, things have been jiggled about and altered and things. But it happens all the time when there's lots of money to be made. Yeah,
2: the smoking company did that for years.
0: Right, that's well, what yeah. they were comparing it to. Is If you look at it, it's almost the exact same practice they were using. It's almost like they were sharing the tips with the tobacco company the way it was. So. <laughs> Probably
2: they did, actually. Yeah. So that's uh, the super uh, new news. Uh, we're going to talk a little about uh, Norway uh, getting an opera about the Facebook picture. Uh, but uh, have you seen this Facebook uh, picture uh, look?
1: Uh
0: well it's a really really famous picture from uh Vietnam. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> it's uh, been around for much longer than Facebook has, let's say that. Right.
2: And it's a kid that's naked that's running it towards the camera and it's kind of it's an anti-war picture. It's quite Ooh. horrific yeah. in in Yeah, its... I mean
0: the thing about the uh, not the Korean War, the uh, in Vietnam is the the US allowed um uh photographers and like publicity to go in it was the first time at least in america we saw uh photos coming back of people being you know basically slaughtered and that right. was one of the most iconic photos here in america at least as far as like uh, emotional people seeing this naked little girl running away and explosions behind her and uh people who were burned by napalm all around her so Right. Yeah, it, you know, it's one of those kind of iconic things from the 60s. Yeah,
3: because before that, it was all, you know, if there was a war going on, it was propaganda. And you only got to see what you sort of were shown by your own country.
2: Right. right. So someone shared the picture online. Uh, it was uh, taken down on Facebook Uh, And in his account was uh, actually, not deleted, but monetarized for, uh, how long was it? A month?
0: Oh, I I don't even remember. I'd have Uh, to look again.
2: I I think so. But uh, as as a protest, uh, our Norwegian Prime Minister posted the same picture on Facebook.
3: Hmm. Yeah,
2: right. I like that.
3: Did she get any... Did she get it blocked or anything? No. Or has she been allowed to keep it up? Yeah. Yeah, oh, what happened work. is, well, at the same the
2: prime, time... She's the Prime Minister of Norway. Not No one is going to block a picture from our Prime Minister. Come on.
0: Right, what happened is, the what was the name of the newspaper that fought against Facebook for the right to post this? Uh, uh, it starts with an A. Uh, I can't say it because I'm not... Often right uh yes. they they uh had posted this like uh as like a new as kind of a thing that um you know just like th- uh, this uh, this day in history kind of thing you know what i mean right and yeah. uh facebook blocked it and then they made a big deal about it and then uh the prime minister posted something in norway uh or the facebook came back and said all right we'll stop blocking this
2: so, so. Uh, the 11th of September was this week Uh, happy bladed birthday to me Um, and uh, Trun is going to tell the truth about that
4: when I read in this this past 9-11 anniversary was a few days ago but I have thoughts about 9-11 I remember that day but I also remember a person after 9-11 who did The most bravest thing a person ever can do. That person voted against the authorization of using of military force against terrorists. She asked questions about why and how George W. Bush should fight a terrorist or the so-called terrorist. Her name is Barbara Lee. She could have been a great president because she stand up for something. She stood for something against everybody else. She asked the critical questions politicians sometimes not dare to use, ask. Nobody defended Lee. No, Nearly nobody of her fellow Democratic congressmen defended Barboli. But she said no to Bush. Sometimes in politics you can look like you're not very sensitive. When I talk, I can sometimes let out that I'm not very sensitive, but I am. Sometimes you have to ask the hard questions, even if it hurts somebody. Because sometimes it do. Barbara Lee is one of those politicians, but I wish there were more. Well, you can say that Bernie Sanders was one of them, but Hillary Clinton was definitely not. And no Republican and nearly no Democrat is because they're not people are so afraid of us the mass media they're so afraid of their hatred being not patriotic not saying they love their country 24 7 every day of the week Barbara Lee loves her country and people who ask the hard questions are the people who really love their country when you kid do something bad you can always say you'll your kid did something bad, but you cannot excuse that, I love my kid so much, so it's nothing bad about him. Well, it is, if he is an asshole. Barbara Lee asked questions when nobody wanted to ask questions. And where are those politicians today? We stand with two candidates who are not going to do it. Jill Stein, yeah. The Libertarian president candidate is just a Republican who likes to smoke weed. So... It's a Congress election, and it's a Senate, Senate election too, but it's also a local elections. So we, what we need is more people like Barbara Lee. We have to start from the bottom and up and get more persons like that on every level of politics, from school boards to local cities to everywhere. So I hope you use that election who comes now to do just that. And I hope you work for those values. Thank you. This was Trump Tells the Truth. So,
2: ladies and gentlemen, uh, we have an email address you can uh, email us on another digital citizen at gmail.com or as Tilly says it.
3: Another digital citizen at gmail.com.
2: Yes, and uh, visit our Facebook group. It's another digital citizen online. And uh Tilly, uh, I think I tortured you this week.
3: You did torture me this week. Yeah. It was um, it was a manimal of a show.
0: <laughs> yeah.
3: Good God, this thing was um, interesting.
0: Uh <sighs> I was completely lost watching this. I had zero idea what was happening.
3: Yeah. Me neither.
0: Okay. I'm just I... making sure. I was like. Okay, maybe I was just out of it at the time. I was a little tired when I was watching yeah. it. You know, like, the end of the day and everything, right before I was going... No, was like, I back, went back and watched a little more, like, the next day. I was like, no, I still have no idea what's happening.
3: <laughs> it makes I think no you have to watch it and then rewind it a few minutes and then rewatch that bit again. Because I was cooking <laughs> dinner and I kept missing bits. I was like, how the heck, why is he now on a car? They were fine a minute ago. What's going on? So I rewound it a bit. Oh, right, okay um so yeah Yeah, maybe i I just kept
0: blinking maybe that was my problem
3: (laughs) it was very quick in between the slow bits (laughs) so uh,
2: what was this story about tilly
3: well it started off with um a man who was tied down on a bed that was being given a drug that I'm assuming it was truth serum, because then the the very creepy, sinister men, you could tell they were sinister because they had the look Mm -hmm. and the music that accompanied them as well. They were definitely baddies trying to get um, the information about a list off this man, and he could just keep saying, no, no, it will kill me or something, like, if I tell you. So he ends up, I don't know if he's just, I think he's in a coma or something. And they decide they're not going to get any more information out of him, so they put a tarantula on him. Which, yeah. I'm pretty sure this isn't one of the poisonous types of tarantulas either.
2: No, it's a normal but, tarantula.
3: Yeah, so they put a tarantula on him, and that is seen as the cause of death until this super detective guy, still not quite sure how why he was called into this. Like, is he actually in the... He's either he, in the police or works with the police or... is it? He was clearly
0: called detective. in because of his accent. That's why they <laughs> <got> the accent. <laughs> Our accents are clearly not oh. good enough to solve this case.
2: Oh my God. I hated that yeah. accent.
3: <laughs> so yeah, they, uh, this daughter woman is talking to um, Manimal, who I believe his name is Jonathan as I found out and worked out later on. And mm-hmm. um, There's Manimal, there's his girly sidekick type woman and his black friend who's called Terry. And I thought, oh, token black guy. But he was all the way through it. Uh Um, So, yeah, we've had the truth serum tarantula thing and the guys that want to list. And there's a daughter talking to Manimal guy. um, And they, I can't quite remember where they went, but they went somewhere. I, think, I don't know, what this, was it the bank or something? They had oh, a no, key. Right.
2: Yeah. They some, went to, she, who the with, fuck cares? Yeah. They were in like they a went warehouse at some, a, some point. Yeah. yeah,
3: then they got a briefcase. And in this briefcase had two million dollars in it. Uh, that was for the daughter in the event of this guy dying because he knew he was going to die. I don't, I don't know how. Um, and they find a ticket to Nassau in, is it in the Bahamas? Sure. Bahamas, Caribbean sure yeah, you know yeah so they have to go there that's where they get the money from they go all the way over there to a safe holding box thing find the money um somebody steals the briefcase full of money as you know you'd expect and manimal the guy just runs up and jumps on the car and holds on to it for a ridiculously long amount of time considering he's got nothing to hold on to and he doesn't turn his feet into claws or anything even though you know the titles have told us that you can turn into animals. But yeah, falls off the car and then decides, oh, no, the car's going to get away. Let's turn myself into a cat that's going to be fast. And <laughs> what would you think that he would have chosen? A as a fast panther. cat. A panther. <laughs> <laughs> not yes, a cheetah. Panthers, yeah, not a cheetah that's actually the fastest mover. No. But panthers that are known as being more... Tree climbers. You know, yeah, they're tree know. climbers and they they stalk and pray and things. But yeah, he turns into a panther to um, run after this car, which he manages to do. Um,
2: well, at least he didn't turn into a normal house
1: cat.
3: Well, no, I suppose, but the house cat may have been quicker. <laughs> True. I think they get less fatigued after less time.
1: Manimal is
0: short, short. piano. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Um. Yeah. Then he turns into a parrot. Mm-hmm. A parrot, and like he steals this guy's parrot, sets him free. Although when the guy actually puts his arm out the window with the parrot on it, the parrot isn't going anywhere. It's not. It's a house it's, parrot.
2: It's such a stupid parrot.
3: Yeah. And then yeah, he turns into a parrot. Gets in the cage and listens to stuff. Um. <laughs> the dead guy it turns out he was C. I. A. And his daughter had no idea. And Manimal's—I've called her Miss Manimal. I can't, I don't know who she was.
1: No, who cares?
3: Um, yeah, there, there were some guys, these evil guys, and they're trying to get information with more of this truth serum that's already killed one guy. Right. Um, there's a guy that's been through it that you don't think's bad. And then all of a sudden he turns out to be bad, but he was very obviously bad in the first place. Right. He kidnaps Manimal and Terry <laughs> and takes them to a zoo in a big, like, lorry, mm-hmm. a big truck thing. Um, and the guys that have kidnapped them when they get there, open the thing, they can only see Terry and they're like, well, they've both got their arms tied behind their back. What bad can they do? And they both jump into the thing and he's turned into a panther again. Um, <laughs> We go back to where the girls are, you know, with these guys with the truth serum. And uh, Manimal's girly friend sort of says like, oh, no, I'll, you know, don't give her anymore. She's going to die. I'll do it. I know where the <laughs> list is. And at pretty much that moment, Terry jumps in and Terry's got a gun and Terry's like, yeah, I want to save you girls. And then the bad guys sort of say, well, by the time you've shot one of us, one of us will have shot you and then still shoot the other one of the girls and take that one. And he sort of realises that they're right and that they're (laughs) probably in a spot of bother. But oh my God, an elephant comes through the wall pushes the entire building that they're in, this little office thing, pushes the entire building into the water, but only the bad guys go into the water.
1: Of
2: course, because everyone else is immune.
3: Yeah, they can all fly.
2: Yeah, they can fly for some (laughs) strange reason.
3: Yeah. And they go, oh, yeah, it's Jonathan, the, the manimal guy and this, you know, her, his friends, they're fussing this elephant. And he walks around the corner and warns her that bull elephants are dangerous and <gasps> elephants never forget. So he must have asked the elephant to do something whilst being an elephant or something. <laughs> um, yeah. So that happens. Then all of a sudden they're back at home where they first started in their office or whatever. Um, the daughter of the dead man snogs manimal. And the boss comes in being all, oh, where have you been? Meh, 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 And telling him that they don't want to hear any more cock and bull stories. And they decide in the end that the spider did it. Officially.
1: Yes.
2: So, how much did I wow. t- torture to- to- you?
0: I just want to let everyone know Tilly doesn't have to do a full recap. She doesn't have no, no. know- to do that. <laughs> she doesn't
2: have to, but that's funny.
3: It. It's easier for me to remember the um, Extent of it And that right. that's not quite a full recap There was lots of other Bits of dialogue I would have quoted Had it been a real recap Right <laughs> there was some Some corking lines in it And it was So bad that it was good in places
2: cool. So uh, How much were tortured?
3: 8.5
2: 8.5 Thanks
3: Mm-hmm it was no aftermash.
2: Well, but it was still bad. Luke has kind of an aftermash for you Aww. because I know what Luke is picking.
0: You actually no. don't because I picked something after I told you. I <laughs> I think I told Fro two things this week that I was gonna pick. Yeah. And I ended up going with something totally uh-huh, different. Ah,
2: cool.
0: But I went with some. Uh, it might be a little fun, but it's still really bad. Uh, okay. It may have some care. Some some. some Actors you know of in it? Okay. This is something from nineteen ninety four called Thunder in Paradise starring Hulk Hogan.
2: Oh holy shit. <laughs> you didn't
0: This also has Jimmy Hart and Sting in it. Uh, or Steve, oh Steve Steve oh,
2: Yes. Thunder in Paradise. Such a and masterpiece. Nah, this, is,
0: this is episode
2: twelve, so Such a masterpiece of a show.
0: It's amazing.
2: It's, <laughs> it is amazing. bad.
3: Yeah, I think this is going to be uh interesting.
2: Uh, interesting is it's the word. It's terrible,
3: but it's also a little fun
0: because it has Hulk Hogan in it. So. Holy yeah. shit.
2: I'm I'm so envious of you watching <laughs> for the first time. Have you seen it before? No. Oh, it's so good. Oh, I love it. And I'm not being ironic at all. No. No. But what have you watched this week, Tilly?
3: I have watched Dance Moms has come back. Yep. So I've watched the new episode of that. Um, yeah. With the 9-11 thing, and happy birthday for them. There was a um, Thanks. thing on ITV called 9-11 Truth, Lies and Conspiracies, where they've sort of got a lot of the conspiracy theorists together and done a documentary. Right. Um, and people just do nothing this week. The uh, guys from Corrupt FM go to Ipswich on tour, which you know they're going to do one gig and that's that's it. Yeah, that's that's a pretty funny one this week.
2: Mhm. Cool. Uh, look, what have you watched this week?
3: Uh, there was the NBC
0: presidential forum that was like. An hour long, and you got 20 minutes of Hillary and 20 minutes of uh, Donald Trump. Not against each other, but just separate. Mm. And uh, it got a lot of flack from everybody because they really didn't cover anything. And the moderator kept uh, interrupting them when they were trying to answer. So, yeah. Not very good. Nope. Uh, Me and Fro watched at least the main card of UFC. We did.
3: 203 with
0: one Mr. CM Punk getting beat up.
3: <laughs> I, I saw that and I got ever so ever so worried. Did you see the state of his ear? Yeah. It
1: looked.
0: Oh right, so... God. Yep. Yeah, he got punched pretty good in the side of the head. It looked like yeah. Oh yeah. Mm,
3: for a few times. I, don't, I I couldn't stop watching it, but you know, I was uh, grimacing the whole time. No. Oh, Pog, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah.
1: But yeah. I I, I would I say
0: know. it's not. Oh, go ahead, bro.
2: No, I don't feel. Uh, especially proud of being the one that uh, was the only one of the ghosts saying that Punk was going to lose, but yeah,
0: it did. But you were right, so yeah. Um, I would say it's not looking good for his his return career, <laughs> but they put so much money in him already. Yeah. As far as like uh, that whole three part TV thing and yeah. the amount of time they've uh, he's spent, uh, they've paid him for like just. Training. He's been around for a year, so um, I just think they put too much money in in him to not have him have another fight. But who knows? What Oh, and then uh, Son of Zorn this week oh. uh, on Sunday. Oh, it's on Fox.
2: <laughs> I didn't know that you watched that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: right, me and Fro talked about this before the show. <laughs> I, I I I don't know, Fro. Fro, you liked it,
3: yeah. right? Yeah. I was uh, meh. meh.
0: That's how I felt about it, man. I I loved it. I thought well, it was give, amazing. Give us the flavor of it. Well, it's a guy, it's like a guy who's separated from his family, and he's coming back to town to uh, rekindle his relationship with his son, who's in high school. But this man is a cartoon, and the rest of the family are real people.
3: Uh, okay.
0: Yeah. hmm And he's a cartoon warrior like from I don't know He-Man or like something Oh yeah like that.
2: they are so making fun of He-Man in this show but I I love it Have you not watched any Bad Girls Club this week teller
3: Oh I have but I've not watched as many episodes as I did the other week. Okay. Cuz I was round dicks a bit and I don't tend to put it on if I'm round there. I doesn't need to hear <laughs> not really his thing and yeah, if there's one thing that's going to put my man in a bad mood, it's listening to people arguing on Jeremy Kyle uh, yeah. or crazy bitches arguing on Bad Girls Club
0: uh, I know that the new season comes out soon because I saw they I put like a preview well. preview episode out uh, just because I was going through channels But yeah.
2: yeah. guess to watch uh, season 11 and 12 this week, me Um, Other than that I watched uh, Season 1 Of uh, The State uh, Recommended show by Luke Uh, I really liked The State Uh, Then I watched uh, season 1 Of The Kids in the Hall And didn't really like that Right That's what I'm watch this week other cool. than Son of Sword uh, but uh, look we are now going to, uh, to talk about shows that we are really looking forward to this uh, fall do you have uh, anyone Tilly in order or something
0: mm. or? did you get what? a list down of TV shows for Tilly or did you miss that on our chat
3: no, I missed that on the chat. Okay, let me
0: go and see. Because
2: I'm going to have my top ten. Uh, and yeah, like...
0: this was a segment we added right here in the last minute, uh, so I'm, I don't blame you, Tilly. But uh, Fro decided he wanted to go through, and we're going to cover like shows in like the next two months, right, Pro? So uh, uh, no TV premieres that are coming up in the next few months. Yes. that's what I'm covering.
2: Yes. So. Not not two months, but some months. Yes.
0: Right. I did the next two months because the it's called like sweeps up until November when they actually do the uh, uh, Nielsen's rating uh, thing, and so that's how that works.
2: We will see when my thing,
0: oh I don't uh, care what you picked. I'm just telling people that that's oh, yeah. how this how TV works. In November, the Nielsen ratings uh, for the quarter come out, and so this is the time of year where TV stations. And channels will come out with all their new shows to try to boost their ratings. So,
2: My number 10 show is uh, uh, This Is Us. Uh, it's an uh, NBC um, uh, show and it premieres the 20th of uh, September. And uh, it uh, says this. Several people who live their lives are mysterious entwined. Begin to notice particular coincidence about each other uh, uh, in this uh, dramedy. So it's a dramedy. And uh, it it looks really interesting uh, about... Be people being born on the same date that suddenly see that they have something in common. So This Is Us is my number 10.
0: Luke. Oh, uh, I didn't do mine in order. I just oh. did mine in order of when they come out. So right. on the 16th, uh, the show comes out. It's called High Maintenance. And it's uh, an HBO series. So yeah. HBO always always does good stuff. And this is about a guy who is a delivery man for medical marijuana patients in New York. So, should be an interesting show.
2: Yeah, I didn't have that on my list because I'm not super stoked about it, but I I, I think it's going to be good as well.
0: If my, it wasn't on HBO, I probably wouldn't be as interested as, in it as I am, so. Right.
3: Mine So, what was that one called?
0: High Maintenance. High Maintenance. Uh, yeah. I guess it was originally on Vimo is what it says. Yeah. So I'm not really sure. My number
2: nine is uh, Designated Survivor And uh, it's uh, starring Killer Sutherland And it's set to air at ABC And the premiere is the 21st of September And uh, on the the, uh, the night of the State of the Union uh, Explosion claims the life of President and all the members of the cabinet, except the Secretary of Housing and Urban Development, Tom Kirkman, that's played by Gilder Sutherland, uh, who has been named the designated survivor. Uh, Kirkman is immediately sworn in as president, unaware that the attack is be- the beginning of what's to come. So, that's my number nine.
0: Uh, Next, I went with uh, Timeless. Uh, Yeah. uh, We're not going to talk about the one that we're doing on the show, right, bro? Uh,
2: I have that uh, as my number
0: one. Oh, okay. Well, I was going to talk. I'll I'll let you do it as your number one then. Because I would have talked about it right here. But skipping over that, uh, Mm -hmm. we'll go to Timeless, which is a show on NBC. It starts uh, October 2nd. And it says, it's about a time-traveling criminal who steals a time machine in order to change the course of American history and destroy the country. Charged with the job of traveling back in time is a history professor, a soldier, and a scientist.
2: Yeah, it looks
0: super Created by the executive producers of The Blacklist.
2: Yeah, and it looks super good. I don't have it on my list because there's other shows that I'm looking forward more to, but yeah. It's definitely uh, a show that I'm going to watch. My number eight is One Hellsing. Uh, it's going to be a drama, actually, this time. And uh, it's... Um, I'm not sure which channel it's going to be on, uh, to be honest with you. But... Um, that uh, it uh, is going to be uh, Vanessa Van Helsing, the daughter of Abraham Van Helsing, is resurrected in a post-apocalyptic world five years in the future to lead resistance against vampires that plague it. I love that kind of shows, and um, it also has some interesting actors. Uh, so Van Helsing is definitely mine number
0: eight next one uh, on the list is something called No Tomorrow. It comes out on yep. October 4th. It says, it's a series about a woman who becomes involved with a sp- free-spirited man who inspires her to make an apocalypse. A list of things to do before the world ends. Mm-hmm. So. I
3: like that all day.
0: Yeah. Yep, it looks good. And it says it's a, a sci- based science fiction. So, I'm not really sure where that goes, but...
2: My number seven is Luke Cage. Uh, Maybe a little surprised that I have it this low. Uh, It's uh, a new Marvel uh, character that's coming up in uh, the 28th of uh, September on uh, Netflix. And it's going to be 13 episodes. And... uh, those are released uh, on September 30th. So it's kind of interesting that they are showing first the premiere on the 28th and then release the rest on the 30th. Why are they waiting like two days? It's kind of weird. But when sub experiment experience gives him super-strength and unbreakable skin. Luke Cage become a fugitive, attempting to rebuild his life in Harlem, and must uh, soon confront his past in fight battle of uh, for the heart of his city. So, Luke Cage, I'm really looking forward to it.
0: I loved Mortal Kombat. Um, <laughs> next one I did is Frequency. It comes out uh, oh October 5th. It says a police detective discovers she is able to speak via ham radio to her estranged father, a detective who died in 1996. Mm -hmm. And they must work together to change the history of tragic events to come, while also getting a chance to heal their complicated relationship.
2: I think it's kind of of strange that it's so much time-traveling shows this year. But uh, yeah, this looks
0: strange. That is strange. strange. I I didn't notice it, but maybe it's just Uh, my picks. Because I like time-traveling sci-fi kind of shows, so, yeah. Uh,
2: My uh, number uh, six is Conviction. Uh, It's a drama series that I'm not sure where it's going to begin, but it comes out uh, on October 3rd. A brilliant young attorney, uh, who also is uh, the daughter of uh, the U.S. uh, president, is blackmailed to head up the NYC's new conviction integrity unit. She and her team investigate cases where people have been wrongly convicted. I love that kind of shows. It's a drama. It's a one-hour drama, and it has a lot of good actors in it.
0: All right, next, uh, I there's a show... What is this on? Oh, NBC. Um, it's called The Good Place, and it, <laughs> it says, when a tractor uh, trailer... What? No, it
3: sounds like an innuendo.
0: It's it's
2: kind of funny because that's my number five. (laughs) Oh, okay.
0: When a tractor trailer carrying erectile dysfunction products strikes and kills Eleanor's shellstrop, she's surprised to find herself in a good area of the afterlife. Yeah. But she quickly realizes she's been mistaken for somebody else.
2: I mean, Christian (laughs) Bell. how, How can you hate Christian Bell and Ted Danson? I mean, there's. Right,
0: two. I'm into it for Ted, Ted Danson. Yeah. Yeah. Oh hell
1: yeah.
2: And I love Christian Bell, so uh, I have that as my number five. Uh, yeah, not not weird that you picked that. Your next next pick, Luke.
0: Oh, I just went. It's your turn.
2: No, I had my number five. Is is that? I said. Oh,
0: right. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, what's next? Uh, MacGyver, of course.
2: Yeah, I don't have that on my list because the trailer looked
1: awful.
0: I'm going to watch it, though. Oh, and yeah. I skipped over Total Bellas, I guess, was back there. Uh, when, same day as Frequency. Mm. So, uh,
3: I'll, I'll definitely be watching that. Yeah, November 5th. My number four
2: is uh, based on a movie. It's called The Exorcist. Have you heard about that <laughs> movie? Uh, the show is based on William Platt's novel. And uh, I can't wait to see it. The trailer looks off, tremendous. Like, really, I love horror. And it has some good actors in it as well. So, Gina Davis mm. is in it, for example. So, that's hey, my shit. number four. Yeah.
0: My last one, I guess, and then we can bust through Fro's last three, Um, is The Great Indoors. Mm-hmm. Which has Joel McHale and Stephen Fry in it, and it says Jack, who's played by Joel McHale, has made a name for himself as an adventure reporter for the magazine Outdoor Limits. His days of exploring the world end when when the magazine founder, Roland, who's played by Stephen Fry, announces it's going to web-only publishing and assigns him to supervise millennials.
2: Yeah, it looks really good. When we look at at uh, who's acting in it.
0: Yeah, it looks really funny. Yeah. Oh, I think we lost Tilly somehow, but hopefully Tilly will come back in a second.
2: <laughs> yeah, we lost Tilly. All
0: right, we'll yeah. uh, keep going, for
2: uh My number three is Bull. Bull. Um, and uh, Ball stars uh, uh, Michael Wofftrendly as a, a Doctor Jason Ball in a drama inspired by the early l- career of Doctor Phil McGraw. Have you heard about him? <laughs> no.
0: Oh, no. Doctor Phil, right? Yeah,
2: Doctor okay. Phil. So that looks uh, super interesting. But, look, my number two is a series I think you never heard about. And it's called Goliat. Have you heard about this? No. A disgraced law- lawyer, now ambulance chaser, get a case that would bring him redemption or at least revenge on the firm that expelled him. Do you know why I'm super stoked about this? It has Billy Bob Thornton and William Hurt in it. And the trailer looks tremendous. Cool. I can't wait to see Goliath. But my number one, and now we can announce that we're doing this show on this show, is Westworld. Ah, uh, I can't wait to watch this. It has uh, so many good people in it uh, it's uh, created by Jonathan Nolan uh, the, uh, the brother of uh, of the good Nolan brother yeah the good Nolan brothers it's also um, uh, directed by JJ uh, Abrams uh it has premiered the 2nd of October, and we're doing it on the show. How stoked are you for this, Look,
0: Yeah, it looks really good. Um, No spoiling anything while we're doing it, Fro, because I know you read the book, but it might be a little different. Who knows? Maybe it's going to be, you oh, yeah. know, like they, they do read movies. It might have n- changed. And I have seen the movie from the 70s. Right. Maybe they've changed the story a bit to, you know, uh, change things up. But, right. um. Yeah, it should be good. It looks like really well done, good actors, and hopefully a good storyline. So,
2: And it has a Norwegian connection as well, because Ingrid Båse Berdal is going to play in one of the main casts. So, And it has Ed Harris as the gunslinger, Anthony Hopkins, Evan Rachel Wood, so many good actors. I'm so happy that we're doing this as a thing on the show. So tell her. Uh, What do you think of Westworld? Is that a show that you're looking forward to that we're doing?
3: I think it'll be interesting. Yeah. I'm not sure if it's entirely my thing.
2: It has a lot of good actors in it, though.
3: Well, that's it, hopefully. Because, you know, most things... Well, if you follow the rules of sensibleness, if you've got decent actors in it, it will be decent. But fingers crossed. We'll see though if we're going to be watching it. (laughs) We will definitely see because we're (laughs) watching it. Yeah. Right, unless I forget.
0: I think it's going to have a lot to do with like the mortality of life and things like that and whatever else. So should be good.
2: And I will try to spoil uh, spoil everything from the book for you. (laughs) As we go. Thanks.
3: Yeah, you're
2: more than welcome.
3: It saves me having to read.
2: Uh, no. But I have I have another happy message for you. Come on then. For next week, you need to see a movie.
1: Really?
5: Yep.
2: Good God. And we will talk about that
0: later. Later. But
5: uh, right
1: oh, I've now. I got my
0: pen
3: ready.
1: Right now! Right now! <laughs> we are going to talk
2: about the next two last episode of Dad.
5: Previously on Brain Dead. Gareth sees Red do something weird he's never seen before. Hey, here's a life hack, got a secret, maybe close the door. He spills it all to Laurel, who feels better knowing he feels crazy too. After they draw out the queen and hit her with a magazine, she's bleeding and she's injured but not dead. Luke meets with the CIA, we know about the bugs they say, except for whoops, they're in cahoots with Red. Garrett's freaking out, so Laurel hugs him in her bedroom clothes. Dean is proudly filled with bugs, and Laurel knows. He knows, she knows, Red really wants a piece of what that Tupperware contains. When I am in a meeting, please don't ever mention monkey brains. So,
2: Luke, you are going to tell us about the first half of the season finale of Brandad.
0: Also called episode 12, or... Talking points towards a holistic view of activism in government. <laughs> can you top... Can the top rebel? Right. Right. So, this week, uh, we had a two-parter. So, I'm, like Fro said, I'm covering, I guess, the first episode of the two-parter.
1: Uh-huh. uh
0: We open with our opening song, like you just heard. Which was pretty normal. Uh, we'll get a weirder one in Tilly's episode, but... <laughs> We open in Luke's house, or what I assume is Luke's house, and Luke uh, is telling Laurel about the CIA briefing from the end of the last episode. And Laurel clearly doesn't believe him because, you know, she's going to be paranoid about the whole bug thing. Um, But Luke basically says just let the professionals do their job. Uh, We go to Gustav's apartment, and Laurel tells uh gustav and rochelle about uh about what luke told her about what happened at the cia in the last episode and gustav basically says uh why can't they just arrest him anyways he's like that doesn't make any sense like (laughs) how are we getting in their way why can't they just arrest him and rochelle just turns to gustav and goes that's a good point.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Why
0: can't they just arrest him?
2: It is a good point.
0: So does Gustav suggest that the CI director might be bugged? Uh, and the plan is, since uh, Laurel has uh, Red trying to get give her the money for the documentary, they're going to try to meet up with Red again and try to get the Queen out. Which I was kind of like, that's a bad plan, but all right. So we go to the budget committee hearing with Luke and everybody, and... I found out this guy who does all the um, the brainiac guy that we open the scene with, uh, who does the reverse law writing. The budget guy. Right. His name's Cole. Uh, Cole Stockwell is his name. So, we'll call him that. Uh, Cole tells Luke uh, that he needs more time to figure out what's going on with this farm bill. So Luke stalls the vote by saying we can't vote today We're this is a day of remembrance for uh, native American Iraqi war veterans. And it says it in a way where it's like, okay. And Ella kind of looks at him weird. And then red is just raising his hand for no reason. like like, uh, and the chairwoman calls on him, but it's clear that red, I wrote red is drunk. Wouldn't you wouldn't you think that everybody there would think Red was drunk, oh, yeah. Not yeah yeah. Sick? yeah but but it's they, the
3: injured bug, isn't it?
0: Right, they kind of come to the conclusion that Red is sick cuz he's kind of just broken. He can't talk, right? He can't. He's like raising It's like his he's pants. having a stroke. Yeah, kind of. Totally. Like Except you would as you know, like he's yeah. This is from the yeah, like you said when they smashed the bug in the last episode or uh, was it Laurel that hit it or Rochelle, one of the two with the magazine?
3: Yeah, one of the ladies. Girl power.
0: <laughs> but inev- inevitably, well, the queen getting hurt, Red ends up getting hurt. So so we go to Red's office and the queen comes out and she's obviously hurt. Uh, and, and, and Ella comes in and says that she, the queen is dying and that she wants to take over power uh, because Red is weak. And I guess these bugs look down on weakness, so... Uh, we go to Luke's office, and uh, Cole says he's on to something uh, with the budget. And he he's got they've got like a whole team of people like from when Luke handed out all the pages. And Cole says, "Uh, you know when they're hopscotching you? Uh, we're on to something because they they found something that connects to something else in a footnote, and they're it's basically sending." them all over this budget to try to uh, keep them from finding something
3: yeah it's like see footnote 37 The footnote 30, 37 says see footnote 428 and so on and so forth
0: right and then Laurel's friend Jake arrives Laurel has a lot of just random friends we meet in this show that we've never seen before and this is one of them But it kind
3: of makes sense though if she's moved back there
0: from somewhere yeah over. I guess so but he's got champagne in his hand Cheap champagne, but champagne in his hand, and uh, he ve- he looks very uh, filmmaker because he's got like the scarf on and yeah uh-huh. the bag yeah so we go to Laurel's office and Jake uh, tells her he got funding for Laurel's documentary and he says they gave us way more than we wanted two million dollars from somewhere called the Ocean League and Laurel realizes wait two million dollars that's exactly how much red was offering me. Uh, So Laurel says, she'll only take the money if they can leave in six months, but this Ocean Foundation wants them to leave in three weeks. And she's like, they're trying to get rid of me. This is just Red trying to get me get me out of town. So she blows Jake off and Jake is really confused. Basically, like, what is wrong with you? (laughs) (laughs) So we go to Red's office Uh, after Laurel leaves, uh, leaving Jake there, and Laurel goes straight to Red's office, and she confronts Red about this, and Red is, like, super sick. I love this scene. He's all sick. He's got a hot towel over his face. She's, like, yelling at him, like, I'm not taking your money. You can't get rid of me, and he's like, I don't even know what you're talking about. (laughs) At one point he says, I really need to get a lock on that door. Like... (laughs) But Red basically denies uh, any and having anything to do with this. And Gareth comes in, and Gareth seems really concerned about Red still, uh, which we're gonna find out. I guess Gareth really cares about Red a lot oh, yes. more than we think maybe uh, in earlier episodes. But by the end of this, like it's pretty clear that he, they have a pretty deep relationship. Him and Red, uh, like a father son kind of thing. So Laurel uh, goes to her – we're back in Laurel's office and she's looking up the Ocean League on the internet, this, uh, co- this nonprofit that's giving them money for the documentary. And the website says, solving global warming is up to you. Don't give up. And you could tell Laurel is kind of like uh, thinking, um, I don't know, maybe I shouldn't give up on my dreams. I think that's what they were saying. So outside the Capitol building – Uh, Gustav and Rochelle are waiting for Laurel to meet up with her. And Gustav asks Rochelle out, just totally randomly. He's like, you want to go out sometime? And she kind of blows him off because she says she has a boyfriend.
2: (laughs) I believe her.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Gustav's (laughs) like, I've never seen him. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think she has a boyfriend or she's just blowing Gustav off? No, 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 no. I yeah it, there's no indication from the show. So Laurel arrives to meet up with them and Gustav uh, he suggests running running right over with Rochelle's car to kill the bug. Yeah. And, and Rochelle well at first he suggests running over him with a car and Rochelle says you don't have a car and then he suggests running over him with Rochelle's car. <laughs> so Laurel says uh she's out. You know, this is we're going way too far. We can't be running people over. Uh and she calls Gustav paranoid. And, and Gustav goes, Oh, so that's what you think. All paranoid. Which I thought was funny. <laughs> <laughs> and Gustav gets pissed uh, and because he's insulted and he leaves. And Laurel storms off the other way. And Rochelle is kind of left standing there going, Guys! Gu- guys! Hey! What? And Laurel calls up Jake on her cell phone to accept the money uh, for this documentary. So Laurel is... She's out right now. She's going to go do her documentary in Malaysia. <clears throat> we got our title screen here. And then Laurel meets up with Gareth. And uh, Laurel tells Gareth uh, that she's leaving in a week to do, to do this documentary. And Gareth's pretty upset because he's kind of like, I just found out about these bugs. And you were the person who told me about them. And now you're just leaving me like in the lurch. <laughs> like, thanks. So he walks off on her, basically. And Gareth's back in his office. And he's basically stewing. So he's, like, grabbing his chair and, like, banging things because he's upset about the whole Laurel thing. And Red calls him into his office. And at this point, Red is really sick. Like, not well. Uh, He seems to be getting progressively worse uh, in this show, at least to this point. And he asks Gareth to help him get through his speech at the bu- budget hearing by writing down everything that uh, Red's supposed to say. Because he can't really talk right. <laughs> like, when he talks, words don't come out, is a good way to describe it. Uh, so we go to Luke's office, and Laurel... Laurel hands in uh, a letter of resignation to Luke. And Luke doesn't want to accept it uh, because... She's like too much of the part of the team right now, uh, and Luke wants her to stick around till the at least until the budget hearing is over, and and she uh, she kind of agrees to it, but she doesn't actually necessarily say yeah okay because she doesn't know how long that's going to be. So at the budget committee hearing, uh, Red is trying to make a speech, but the words aren't coming out right again. Uh, even though he's being like prompted by. Gareth. And Ella asked for him to be dismissed because he's sick.
2: And it's pretty hilarious how how incredibly hard uh he has to act the man that plays Monk. He's such a good actor.
0: Oh, right. Like uh yeah, I mean the way he does this speech impediment is really oh, well done. But yeah, I mean he has it. he has a southern accent this whole show. Right. And, uh, he, that's really well pulled off as well, which he doesn't actually have in real life. So, yeah, he's he's good. Um, so, yeah, Ella asks for him to be dismissed because they all think he's sick. But Ed, Red says, it's uh, it's only just because I had a proctology exam earlier today.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> and everybody basically laughs at him for it. And Ella looks back and she sees Gareth handing him notes. So she, Ella knows that uh, Gareth is helping Red. So we go to the park, and Ella meets up with this random guy who has a protest sign that says, double federal dollars for the arts. And he's listening to uh, opera, Figaro, is what he says. Right. And Ella wants this guy to deal with Gareth, you know. She wants him to deal with him, if you know Mm -hmm. what I mean. Like, wink, wink. I want him to deal with him. Get rid of. Yeah. Uh, So... Cole bursts in. Uh, oh, back at Laurel's office. Cole bursts in and he, he grabs the cheap champagne, and he he takes it and he just smashes the top of it off <laughs> and starts pouring it right out of the smashed champagne bottle.
1: Yeah.
0: And Laurel's kind of like, "Aren't you worried about drinking glass?" And he just, just <laughs> kind of moves on, doesn't even like address her about that question. Yeah. Yeah. Cole has to figure out the budget, uh, and he's figured out. That there's a provision uh, in the farm bill that gives 108 million dollars for windows.
2: Yeah, <laughs> and and I I got I was like that sounds extremely weird.
0: Right, and he says that the way they got around it is they put it in a part of the. A bill that was basically saying it was talking about the, the windows of in time uh, when things could happen on the project but hidden in that they wrote down this amount of money they needed for windows to hide windows in this uh, part about windows in time so, right. and that's how he couldn't find it so um, and then Laurel asks what do you need windows for an internment camp? Like, yeah. Why do you need uh, and the guy goes, you don't need windows for an internment camp. That's why it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Laurel suggests uh, a road trip to the the nearest uh, camp on the list. So they go to Manassas, Virginia. Her, her and Cole. So they go on a road trip. Which I would have kind of liked to have seen that road trip. But they get in Manassas, Virginia. And Laurel and Cole visit the campsite. And they meet, like, the chief... Uh, the crew chief there, and he's confused by the plans for this internment camp. He says, there's no bathrooms in the plans. Where are people going to go to the bathroom? And she said, and Laurel asked, how many beds uh, is this place supposed to have? And he says, 500. And he says, but the plumbing is only for a sprinkling system. There's no bathroom plumbing in the, anywhere in these plans. <laughs> and at that, this point, that Laurel makes realizes no sense
2: at, uh, at uh, all, like, no sense.
0: And at this point, Laurel's looking at the plans of this thing, and the guy says, I mean, we're just barely getting on the glass roofs at this point. And she goes, "Uh, oh, at this... It, at, right here, I knew exactly what was going on. Did mm-hmm. you?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. Which, I, the beds part, they don't point out again, but that's funny. That they wrote in that it was for 500 beds per place. But, you know, beds uh, mm-hmm. could be mean two different things. Yep. <laughs> I thought that was well done. So we go to Luke's office, and Laurel tells Luke they're not uh, they're not in tournament camps, but they're greenhouses. They call them hot houses, but I always call them greenhouses. So, what do you call them, Fro? A greenhouse. Okay, that's what I thought. They call them hot houses, which must be an East Coast thing or something. But uh, a hot house here is like where you make brisket, uh, you know, or something like that. Okay. Like sm- you could smoke meat in it. That's oh, what a hot house is here. That. Uh, to grow, uh, oh, in Luke's office, they she tells him about the greenhouses, and they realize this is to grow cherry blossoms, so that they can spread bugs. And she says it's in uh, these greenhouses are are in eighty towns in all fifty states. So Laura wants Luke to tell the CIA, and at this point Gareth shows up, and he's acting pretty weird. And so Luke leaves to go tell the CIA, I guess. And Gareth's drunk, and he asks Laurel to marry him.
1: Aww. And then he
0: kind of walks off all like, kind of, uh, yeah. Because he's, he's sad that she's leaving. So So we go to the CIA headquarters, and Luke's meeting with the director. And he tells him about the budget. And the director says... Uh, that he knows about these provisions for these greenhouses. And Luke asks him, did you know they're also planning to infiltrate the water uh, the water supply? Yeah.
2: And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: we, have yeah, we totally knew yeah, about yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Luke is just tricking him into, uh, you know, admitting that he's lying, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, without Without... He confirmed that the director at this point is lying because he gave him bad information and he told him that he knew. So the director is basically just telling Luke whatever he wants to hear to get him off his back.
1: Oh,
2: yeah.
0: So we go to Luke's office and he tells Laurel that the CIA uh, is lying to him and that he does. And he thinks that the CIA doesn't want him to screw up the budget. Uh, And so he tries to call his dad for advice and Laurel stops, stops him because Luke doesn't know that his dad has bugs in his brain yet. <sighs> so we go to Luke's dad's house, and at this point, Luke clearly knows his his dad has bugs in his head, like Laurel told him in the scene, but we we never saw it. Uh, and he tries to he try his dad tries to convince Luke for a second that Laurel is a liar. He's like, "What has Laurel been telling you? He's like, she's such a liar." But Luke doesn't believe him. He believes Laurel. And Laurel comes in and she uh, her dad her dad says, "You don't want to you don't want me as your enemy." And Laurel says, "I don't want it. It just is." Yeah.
2: I felt I felt so sad and I I will feel more more sad later about the dad's situation.
1: Right.
0: So at the budget committee hearing, uh, Luke wants the committee to look at uh, the farm bill and vote uh, vote to, am- it, to amend it. Basically, they want to take out the single out the part of the of the budget that's just the farm bill so that they can amend it. Uh, because Luke points out these greenhouses and is like, "What are these for?" Red, and Red says, uh, "Well, first, uh, well, yeah." He says, "Why are they secret?" and uh, Gareth kind of can't back Red up on this because this is the thing that he Red said was his thing, and it was, and Gareth didn't need to work worry about it. So Gareth can't write any notes for Red. So Red just says, "Why is a secret? Why not a secret?" Yeah, <laughs> and everybody just kind of laughs at him. So the chairman agrees with Luke and the, and that they should take this vote. So next, uh, outside of the Capitol building, uh, we get. Uh, The guy from the park, the protester that Ella had talked to, and it sounded like Ava Maria to me, but I could be wrong, uh, is playing in the background, and it's very dramatic slow motion happening here, and the protester pulls like a giant, it's like a knife you would see from like a Roman times, or like a play that was like a Roman uh, play, uh, or or set in those times. And he runs out from behind uh, the pillar, and he tries to kill Gareth, who's walking up the stairs to the Capitol with a pizza box. But <laughs> Gareth blocks the pizza, bo- the knife with the pizza box and beats the crap out of this guy.
2: Yeah, I love that.
0: He still gets stabbed in the shoulder, though. So yeah, yeah. in the hospital, Gareth's there, and Laurel visits him, and... Uh, Gareth says, oh, the marriage proposal, I was drunk. It was just a joke. Uh, You know, I was I didn't mean mean it. I was just wasted. Uh, So Laurel invites Gareth to come to the islands with her to help film this documentary. And he says he can't leave. Like, that's not his that's not where he belongs. Uh, Basically, he wants to stay with Red because Red's right now Red's really sick. So he's kind of feeling bad for him. So in Luke's office, the CIA director comes comes in, and he tells Luke to stand down. He says, "I told you you were supposed to stand down, and you're still not standing down." And Luke says uh, that he's way higher up in the food chain, and if this guy wants this CIA plan to go through, it's going to have to go through him. And then Luke says, "You're leaking," and points at the at the CIA director. And you think at first that that means, you know, he's leaking information. And then the director says, I haven't told anybody anything. And Luke says, no, I mean, you're leaking. And he points it at his ear and there's brain fluid coming out of the guy's ear.
1: Yeah.
0: Leaking out. It's
2: pretty disgusting. And uh, I I think it's funny. Yeah. It's
0: so funny. I I love that joke. I thought that was very well done because I totally didn't see it coming. But it's Hmm. so simple. Yeah. So uh, at the budget committee hearing, uh, Luke votes to amend the farm bill, uh, but the the vote doesn't pass. Uh, and the CIA director is kind of sitting in the background there. So my guess is that the CIA director got to some of these people and tricked them into voting no um, by telling them, you know, hey, it's, a, it's not good for uh, – national security, probably, you know, right, he would be right. able to trick them pretty easy as a CIA director. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, so we go to Red's office. Uh, oh, I missed the part. Right, right after the it fails, Luke goes, I, I, I need to say something. And uh, Luke says, I'm protesting this vote. And he starts to sit in. And he says, I'm going to sit right here until, uh, until the vote until we vote to amend this uh, farm bill, or at least give us the chance to look it over. Mm-hmm. Which we saw this in the past in real life. Like, we covered this in the news uh, yeah. when they did the sit-in. So it's very topical.
2: Yeah, it's kind of strange.
0: Um, so we go to Red's office, and Red is... Uh, He's clearly still sick, and he pulls out this bag of what I thought was going to be beef jerky. Yeah. But it turns out to be dried seaweed. Yeah. And this part was also funny. He takes it, and he smashes up this dried seaweed, and he takes a a, $100 bill, and he snorts the seaweed like cocaine. Yeah. Like, what? Okay, I guess bugs like seaweed snorted. Yeah. Weird. Very strange. But he says this makes him feel a whole lot better. And Ella comes in with a gun to kill Red. Uh, she pulls it out of her bag, and she pulls the trigger on Red, but it doesn't go off. And Red uh, basically uh, takes the gun away from her in like a struggle. And he turns and he says, he, t- he takes the gun from her, turns it on her, says, "The one problem with liberals, they never know where the safety is." <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, I like that. I like that when they are trying to like, get like jabs like that.
0: Yeah. So, Ella's on the ground and Red kills Ella. He blows her brains out and they go all over the place. Uh, all over his face and everything. And uh, he eats some of the brains off of himself. Hopefully. And then Red's queen, or I guess Ella's queen, comes out of her brain. And then Ed, Red goes, go get it. And his queen comes out and it eats Ella's queen. So back at the sit in uh, Luke and the Democrats are chanting. We want to be heard, uh, which in the real thing that we covered on the news, they were chanting. We will overcome. <clears throat> yeah. So they just kind of changed up some of the words. So red uh, comes in and all. like, he's totally a hundred percent better. No longer sick. walking just fine he can talk just fine now so i guess when the bugs queen eats another queen it like absorbs its powers kind of yeah so red calls for a closed door session and and laurel texts luke uh about how great his speech is going against red and red uh red shuts the cameras off in uh the C-SPAN cameras which that's exactly what happened in real life as well so the Republicans ended up shutting off the cameras so they couldn't see it, See, uh, nobody could see what the Democrats were doing or they thought so back at Red's office Red is now lifting weights because he's feeling so much better and Gareth <laughs> comes in and uh he gives Gareth a hug and he notices on the desk there's some leftover Ella brains like uh Kind of sitting on a on the desk, and uh, oh well, he, he like eats them off the desk to hide mm-hmm. them while he's hugging Gareth. Ugh. But it show this scene kind of shows how close their relationship is. Like Gareth is really happy that he's feeling better.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so we go back to the sit-in, and Laurel comes uh, to talk to Luke. And she tells him she basically tells him to use his phone and broadcast to sit in that way, which I don't know why she couldn't just text him and tell him that. But she (laughs) needed to let him know that the cameras were off and that there was another way to do it. Which this is what happened in real life as well. Yeah. (laughs) So uh, Gareth's in his or Red's in in his office and Gareth comes in and Gareth uh, up on the TV screen now is the periscope app that luke is is uh broadcasting from inside and bears gareth basically now ex- ex- explains what periscope is to red because red is an old republican and he doesn't know technology at all <laughs> and he says uh red says how the hell do we turn it off and gareth says we don't <laughs> what do you mean we don't turn it off says red right so he's just an old republican that doesn't know any better Uh, so we go uh, to Laurel's office, and Laurel kisses Gareth and says that she's going to stay. She's decided that she Aww. doesn't want to leave Gareth. Aww. So we go to Rochelle's apartment now, and Laurel goes and meets up with her and Gustav. And Gustav, uh, he's, he, he's like, why don't you go off to your island of whatever I can't think of an insult right now. <laughs>
2: yeah, he's really bad at insult things. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: and Laurel, and, and Laurel says uh, basically, I'm not going anywhere. I, I I'm in again, and she says, I know what their plan is, and I think I know how to stop it.
1: Mm-hmm. And then we get
0: our we go to credits. So. Da, da,
2: da. So that was the next to last episode. What did you think, Luke? Were you angry that you were wrong about the rockets?
0: a uh, little bit. I mean, I was more like, uh, I, it was good enough storytelling where I, what replaced it with the greenhouses? I was still excited about it because it was right. really cool. The whole idea of them building kind of uh, homes for themselves for the winter is the idea. Yeah, they need, because the uh, since the cherry blossoms are dying out, they're building their own habitat. so
1: right. yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I like that whole that whole storyline is good. So I, I'm not upset that I'm wrong just because the storyline's good.
2: Yeah. <laughs> what about you Tilly
3: I really liked it again with the whole greenhouse thing it yeah. was very Ridley Scott because it is very sort of Yeah. if you look at aliens all the humans that were there were there terraforming the planet to make it so that humans could live there <laughs> and that's essentially what these bugs are doing they're you know, terraforming the planet to their breeding and living needs talk yeah,
2: about it's, uh, movies, have you seen uh, one this week
3: I don't think so. Huh? There's lots and lots of documentaries that are a million, million hours long.
2: Yeah. What about your look?
3: I bet you can
0: guess what I saw this week. Uh, No. The Born Supremacy. Ah! Number two. Ah. Which I had seen before, like I've said. Uh, Partway through it, I was like, have I seen this before? And then I got to the part where somebody dies, and I was like, oh, yes. Um, <laughs> Which reminds me, uh, I didn't mention, but the connection to Run Lola Run in this movie is that the main character of that movie is the female protagonist in uh, the first two Jason Bournes.
1: Yes, so. she is. Uh,
0: I thought the movie was good. I'd seen it before, but it's not as good as the first one. Feels much more Hollywood, uh, trying to uh, push more like American uh, side of it a little bit. Um, yeah, but the, the story progression is fun. They do a bunch of the hand, more of the handhold, handheld stuff in this, which can get annoying at times, but yeah. still fun. I, my question about this uh, whole series, and I, I don't know, I, I, haven't gotten far in it yet, but why doesn't he just get facial reconstruction? Story um, over.
3: <laughs> because that's why the story would be over.
0: Right, and he's Matt Damon. I guess he can't. Remember.
2: Matt Damon uh talking about uh, run lola run i watched that this week because on facebook someone sent me a message that i should watch it
0: right and i said last week on the show that you should watch it so
2: ah do you know who that someone was maybe
0: it was me it was... last week i told i told you to watch it so it was i you challenged all you all on along. facebook yeah
2: it was you all along
0: yeah, yeah. And what did you think, bro?
2: Uh, I liked it. I I I had a sneaking suspicion that I had seen it before, and that sneaking suspicion was not right. Oh, okay. So yeah. uh, that was cool.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, it's uh, it, it's one of those movies that's kind of a classic, and it'll go down like as a uh, would you call it a surrealist type movie? Like, has oh, yeah. a very different yeah, uh feel to it, and it's it's really interesting and. It, time elements of it I like so
2: and uh, it's kind of funny because like uh, like I said uh, before we are uh, finally doing a really good movie this week uh, or, or this coming week for next week so it's going to be interesting but what I did uh, see on uh, in the movies that uh, we talked about last week was Morgan. I watched Morgan in the cinema and I thought it was terrific. I Ooh. thought there was such a surprising little movie. I I I can't I can't remember the last time I was this surprised by a movie in a good way.
0: How did the rest of the theater react? Were they all into it as well or uh
2: all four of us? Yeah. Oh
0: okay. Uh, yeah.
2: <laughs> i I don't know the other people, but uh, well, in
0: that the, case, yeah, it'll be e- even easier to judge the reactions right? yeah <laughs> so
2: uh, but uh yeah uh the uh the person I went with really liked it, so uh the person gave it five, and I give it five, so it's really weird it's
3: Worth a watch then yeah cool. yeah, I it's wanna really see it
2: weird we uh weird little movie i cool. I really enjoyed it. Uh but now we are going to hear the trailer order audio for we both <laughs> broke When the bow <bout.
0: laughs> I should've I should've we should've uh, known this was gonna happen before but when the bow breaks.
1: We tried for a long time to get pregnant, it really put the two of us through hell. Right. We're going to have a family. Is like a it me, or
2: does, does this look again? like a Lifetime yes. uh, okay. movie?
0: You do that to me all the time, bro. Sure, yes, it does look a like a Lifetime It's got uh, Regina Hall Is it in it, princess? so she's in like a lot of <laughs> Lifetime movies.
2: <laughs> I don't watch
0: Lifetime. That's the <laughs> thing.
2: Like, I, I don't watch <laughs> Lifetime because I, was gonna say, I know... going to say, do
0: you have universe. Lifetime? Probably not. Anna. No, no, no. I don't have anything. If you ever come near Evan again,
2: i bust your hair. But there. this looks really... not good.
5: dress.
0: She loves that dress.
5: Okay, she loves that dress. She's beautiful. <laughs> right, cool she's lucky to have you. That must
0: be nice.
2: Living up in that... Lake, oh, that guy. House.
0: Ah! He's from, uh, what?
2: Yeah. Is that uh, the case you gave him? No, Son true.
0: Sons of Anarchy, right? Yes. Don't
1: be afraid of your yeah.
0: He's good. I like him. Yeah. And I like actually him. do like Maurice Chestnut. He's a pretty good actor. Oh, yeah, yeah. Even though he's kind of stuck in that role of, like, attractive uh, black guy, that's, like, what they stick Ooh. him with, he actually is a pretty good actor.
2: Yeah, and he is not attractive black guy. When
1: so. you're around me,
0: yeah, I just think sometimes that hinders actors and actresses. Like, sometimes.
1: Body reacts uh, oh! I'm sorry, what's his name?
3: No.
1: Maurice Chestnut. Yeah. No.
3: you need to be nicer to me. What is A's name? I yeah,
4: I know.
0: It might not be real if despite... I but.
3: Well, either way.
4: Well, it's not like uh, her women boobs women are women real, son. Never.
5: never. When she gives boobs. They looked fake. Yeah, maybe. I right. don't know. You're gonna get more money. Since it's inside of you, it belongs to us. Ah,
2: uh, love. <laughs> love him as an actor. Why is he in this no,
1: she shitty to lifetime to Sssssh. <laughs> what? Anything to hurt my what?
0: What is happening right there?
2: What?
0: Whoa, it's this kind of got good at the end. <laughs> yeah. Like, the whole beginning of that looked like crap, and then right at the end, like, this trailer kind of got really cool.
1: Yeah.
0: Whoa. Which. That was creepy.
2: Yeah. Looked like a horror movie at the end there.
0: Right. Like, that went from being, like, a drama, like, lifetime movie to being, like, a crazy, scary horror movie with a demented little child. So, where is it? What is
2: this movie about?
0: Oh, me? <laughs> yeah.
2: No, daughter Luke.
0: All right. Oh, sorry, I didn't hear Luke. Uh, young, professional, and successful John and Laura Taylor desperately want to have a baby but are unable to conceive. After, exa- after exhausting all their options, the couple hire Anna, a beautiful long- young woman who agrees to become the sur- surrogate mother. Everything seems fine until Anna starts to develop a dangerous fixation for John. <laughs>
2: And uh, uh,
0: look. This uh, got um, 4.2 out of 10 on IMDb, so not great. Yeah, Not the worst we've seen, though, surprisingly. Oh no
2: no, but what has it gotten on, um,
4: <coughs> on,
0: on Rotten the Tomatoes? Other. Hmm, let's see. Yeah. It. Um, it has a zero. Uh, it's not. A zero? Even, it says consensus, uh, critic consensus, no consensus yet. So it only has 12 reviews on Rotten Tomatoes.
2: And all tomatoes. of them are bad.
0: Right. So all of them are rotten. Uh, <laughs> but I just don't think it has enough reviews for the website to actually come up with a tomato reading. I think it's, right. it, it probably has to have a certain number of uh, reviews. So, But
2: uh, that's our first uh, zero. movie that, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that we've done uh, that is a zero. uh tell me that uh, is not struggling with technology this episode. <laughs> we promise.
3: Not uh, at all. I'm not going to throw my ipad out the window
2: where did you steal your review from
3: i stole it from rotten tomatoes while i still had the internet properly and screenshotted <laughs> it <laughs> 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 yeah <laughs> screw you technology i'm gonna half use you <laughs> yeah um right so on rotten tomatoes tv88 at com. give it one yeah. and a half stars and they've said The trailer is better than the movie itself. It's misleading you to think that the movie is a thriller, but it was not that way. It was quickly thrown together. The movie jumped around. Whoever did the cuts and edits did a terrible job. How did Morris Chestnut go from wearing one suit to a completely different coloured suit within the same scene? (laughs) The pregnant woman was a super strong bionic crazy chick who seemed to be stronger than everyone. Terrible ending. The wife, who really wanted this girl to have her baby, was not involved during the pregnancy and was always out of the house. Waste of money.
1: Cool.
2: i chose chosen a half star from Kevin L. And it says, This movie is the worst movie I have seen. The plot has to be the same concept as a crazy uh, psycho bitch who wants the fantasy of being in love with it. The husband. The film bored me with no real action nor does it have any suspense. There are some thriller parts but of the movie, but it's really predictable and he gave it half a star.
0: Luke So I got mine from the Facebook again and this Facebook had more activity on it than any movie I've seen so far. Going to cool. of movies. It had like 2,000 um, comments on one uh, what? photo post. Yes. Cool. Crazy amount of uh, activity going on for this movie. But I got one from Ashawn Vic, And it starts out with four bright red uh, angry face emojis. And it says, this was a horribly written movie. To sum it up, Lifetime plus Fatal Attraction plus Hand that rocks the Cradle... <laughs> Equal bad mixed up mi- remake. Don't waste your money. This is a Redbox free coupon free coupon, or n- Netflix disaster movie. Wow.
2: Back, 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 back uh and <laughs> it, <laughs> the reason why this is so funny for us is because we are not having technical issues at all. No, I promise. Nope. Uh let's go through the matches. Tilly, what did we bet and what was the result?
3: Um it depends which one we want to go for first. Well Because we got a bit confused. <laughs>
2: Well, uh, first we have uh, the UFC bet. I won that. Yeah. Um, yep. Fro totally won that, and me and Luke so, got zero
3: points.
0: Yeah, one point Fro. Uh, next match, uh, I guess we'll do our first match on the card, that because uh, there was a pre-show Baron Corbin versus Apollo Cruz. we didn't bet on. And but
2: that is kind of funny. Who predicted that was going to be on the pre-show, Luke?
0: Uh, you predicted it while we were watching the pre-show. <laughs>
2: yes.
0: Like, right at the beginning of the pre-show, Pro
2: predicted yeah. it, yeah. I was like, who's going to have a pre-show match? Is
0: Pro me- basically all he did was go, who doesn't have a match <laughs> yeah. that's on SmackDown? And then he just picked those two people, and that was it. And it was pretty hard to figure that out. Yeah. Um. So, Becky Lynch defeated Alexa Bliss, Carmella, Naomi, Natalia, Nikki, Bella? Yay!
3: Yeah, me and um, Fro both said Becky.
0: Okay. Uh, The Usos beat the Hype Bros.
3: Which is what you guys said, but not me.
0: Okay. Uh, Miz defeated Dolph Ziggler.
3: Fro, you get another point all to yourself.
0: Thank you. Bray Wyatt beat Randy Orton.
3: Luke, you're the only one that said
0: that.
2: And did Uh, you really...
0: Right. He won by forfeit. Yeah. It it goes in the books as a win. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, But then it ended up being another match, Kane versus Bray Wyatt, because Randy was hurt, uh, which we didn't predict, obviously. Then we got Heath Slater winning the tag team championships, beating the Usos, which was my highlight of the night, even though (laughs) other people would say the next.
3: We're getting a double wide.
0: We're getting a double wide. I'm buying my girl a tongue. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. And
2: and I got a
3: point there, I think. Uh, We all said that. um, Oh, we all said,
0: yeah, Heath Slater. Oh,
3: actually, no, no. We all said that whoever was fighting Heath Slater would win.
0: No. Uh I didn't I know I said the I said
2: didn't.
3: the other I said, uh, put, put, winner 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 from all of it because it's the winner it was the winner of the last or it's going no. to be the winner of the you last probably one. got
0: that backwards yeah.
3: maybe that's why Yeah
0: I yeah. definitely said he's later and Ryan. Yeah out,
2: me so. too
3: okay. Um so
0: our last match AJ beating uh Dean Ambrose
3: Which Luke said Yeah I think so. we may have a winner on this one Four points to Luke. And four for Fro. And I only got, like, one. <laughs>
1: Except
0: that Fro got the UFC bet, correct?
3: He did, so... Fro the UFC bet
0: that Fro was so adamant about not doing last week gave Fro the win.
3: Yay! Yay! Fro is the winner!
2: Winner, winner, chicken dinner. And what we are Fro going was to do... For all of it. Yeah, do you know what we are going to do, uh, Tully? Le-
3: what are we going to do for us? A- it's exciting.
2: We are going to do a bracket again. And it's going to be our worst sport. Like to watch. Ooh. Yeah, to watch. I have to say that. Well, good, yeah, so don't play any. sports
0: that we hate, hate most to watch or uh, oh see on God. TV or even on the internet or anything Yeah. Like
3: Oh, I've got two already.
0: (laughs) I guess uh, watching live still counts, right? So even going and watching it live or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. So that is the bracket we are going to do. A fun bracket full of negativity. Woo! Woo! Woo!
3: like negativity
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, should we talk about what is going to happen next week uh, Luke no let's do that after uh, Tilly reviews the new episode of hey and last episode of Braindead
5: once the end was coming now at last the end is here Ella's dead, but at least there's not a space bug in her ear Looks like Red is finally feeling better Luke's all fired up and lean and mean Gareth's glad that Laurel said she'll stay and see it through She tells Rochelle and Gustav that she knows just what to do While they scheme, the clock is ticking Here in this fair brownstone where we lay our scene
2: thirteen,
3: the very last one. It's the final,
2: everybody. Yeah, and we heard uh, Brandon intro music for that episode as well. Which,
0: Which we should mention. There's kind of a pause in it that everybody's gonna hear, and it's funny because it's it, we actually get John, Jonathan Coltrane, and then a guy puts a dollar in his coffee cup. Yeah. Uh, in the scene, and so that's why there's a break in the music there for a second. He so.
3: stops and fishes it out right so yeah we get we get to actually see jonathan coltrane doing the singing this time rather than just having him over the top and he's right outside laurel's office um which i didn't i couldn't work out till we actually saw where it goes but, Right. so the episode starts we're inside laurel's office and um laurel's talking to gustav and rochelle that she knows the bug's plan and she thinks she knows how to stop it and um she explains about thirty eight days and that the internment camps are hot houses. But then Gustav stops her, sort of mid sentence, and sort of is looking around a bit weird, goes up and we can still hear the title track playing in the background, the little song. And he Gustav knocks on the window and the guy's still there playing his guitar and he gives him a look and sort of motions for him to go away. It was, <laughs> it was, so, was so funny. Good. So funny.
0: This is the Brilliant. example of breaking the fourth wall me and Fro have talked about in the past where yeah. it's like but this works so well cuz it it just transitioned in with the music out of the opening bit mm-hmm. and then goes into it and so you don't even you just subconsciously the, the music's in the background and then he goes out and look, looks out the window it was so good.
3: It was I loved that little little bit. Um yeah, so basically they've they're all discussing or she's trying to explain to them about the cherry blossoms and they figure out that the season's over in 20, 38 days from when they, the countdown thing started, so that's why they've got this 38 days to do it. Countdown clock on the wall yeah.
0: that was in uh, SRB54, right?
3: And they've gone from from the last episode where they were Laurel and Gustav were arguing a lot and had that whole like turn their back on each other and storm off argument. They're now all really, really united, like really united. Um, Laurel walks into an office to Red and Gareth's parents. And Red sort of introduces them and outs her as a Democrat, and is basically making everything really, really awkward. Um, Gareth walks in and Red decides to mention Michael Moore being Laurel's ex-boyfriend. Um, <laughs> so Gareth and Laurel disappear. they go off for an alone chat, and Laurel asks him if they can get hold of he can get the hold of the full blueprints of everything um and they kiss and have a little chat about maybe having sex in there, even though his parents are only in the next room and stuff. Bit rude for at work. And his dad's um, got
0: like a fake Donald Trump hat hat on. He's like living great again or something. Yeah. Yeah. I loved it.
3: But yeah, so they're being all lovey-dovey and stuff. And she spots that Luke's on TV and his sit-ins ending. Everybody's leaving him. So she obviously has to go. No sexy times in the cupboard for them. Um, We're now with Laurel and Luke in the Senate room, and all of the people there that were protesting with him at the sitting have left. Um, They talk about drama. No
2: no sexy time in the cupboard.
3: Uh, No, no cupboardy sexy time, not allowed. Um, Yeah, so Luke and Laurel are talking about drama and how they need some, and he goes up and bribes a police officer to arrest him. Uh, obviously the press go wild and he does a big scene where he's oh my god I'm being arrested for freedom of speech kind of thing mm-hmm. um, so we see everybody like coming back to that room again now Garrison in Red's office um, he decides to break into the desk drawer I think he goes up to the coat stand first like looks in the pockets and things finds the security badge and then he's sitting behind the desk and he decides to jimmy it open with a knife. Right.
0: He was looking in the coat for the key to the desk, obviously. So, But, uh, he, fin- yeah. but he finds the security badge in there. so
3: Which, handy. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and he found like, in the drawer, there's his gun. We knew that was there. But right at the back, there's a picture of a woman that, you know, we haven't really heard much or anything about. Um. So Gareth calls Laurel to tell her that he's got the badge thing and stuff. She says, I love you by accident. This bit I loved.
1: Oh, she it was did a proper, so... it was
3: like a hanging up. I love you. Yeah. Said for the first time. Oh my God. No, I didn't mean it like that. I just, it's just what you say when you're saying goodbye. I just, yeah, so I've had that
0: happen. I've had girls do that to me before. And it's mm. kind of, it is super awkward. You're like, I've known you for a week. Like
3: <laughs> that kind like of thing. She used to saying it, but he says it back. And hangs up. Um, she immediately calls Rochelle and tells her about the the plan. Um, they are back with the protesters in the sitting, all singing, We Shall Not Be Moved. Um, Red calls Luke and tells him to meet him to compromise, because Red's watching all this unfold on telly. Because as we know, all the press have already legged it back because he was getting arrested. Uh, they decide to meet tomorrow lunch. And Red's sitting there, he's inspecting his gun, he's got his drawer open, and he notices that his drawer's been broken into. Um, and the music of the protesters singing sort of takes over, and we get the title. Now, we've got CIA guy, the top CIA guy that we think's got bugs in his brain. It's pretty obvious he's got bugs in his brain now.
0: Oh, we know, because the, my in my episode he had fluid leaking, remember? So. Oh, Yeah. Definitely. Forgot about
3: the leaky ear hole. Right. Um, yeah. So he's in Luke's office and he starts threatening Luke, saying that you know he's leaked and things, and um, basically trying to get him to back off from the same thing Luke was saying before. Laurel walks in and Luke's just, oh yeah, he's just in here threatening me,
1: like
3: <laughs> I'm not going to hide what you're doing, Mister Bloke. I don't believe you, sort of thing. And the um, yeah, CIA guy isn't very impressed. Um, but he tells Luke that he has a witness to him leaking and CIA guy leaves and Luke and Laurel realise that their dad will have been the leak. Um, we hear the song and Laurel walks into her dad's house. or Is this his house or is it because it looks homey, yeah. but also lo- lots of tables like they might be desks.
0: Yeah, it's just a really, really nice house. Like, uh, Yeah. You know, yeah.
3: Okay, well, he's in there anyway, and listening to the song. Um, Laurel walks in and asks if it was him that's leaked and got Luke into trouble. And it, it was, and he doesn't really care. He's sort of, oh, yes, I told the truth. Why don't you try doing it? And she starts shaming him. She starts sort of making him feel really guilty. About things and him like not supporting Luke and stuff. Yeah,
1: and in you can the tell past, that
3: it yeah, yeah, and you can tell that it works because the bugs start coming out of his ear hole, but he sort of holds his hand to them and runs off saying he has to go and get his cross trainers. Um, now we're with Laurel Gustav and Rochelle. Uh, are they outside the Capitol building? No, they're outside.
0: They're somewhere in the, ca- in the
3: Capitol. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they're talking about the shame and. Um, how that's the most deep seated emotion, and therefore, you know, that's probably going to be the one to get the bugs out of people's brains. Right. Um, Gareth arrives while they're all there, gives them the security pass, and Luke and Laurel walk off again for another little private chat and they uh, discuss the love thing. And it's very sort of, she's again being like, Oh, no, um, I, I just, you know, I just said it and it's just a thing, and. Blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. and He goes, Oh, I I love you. She's like, You, what? What? Sorry, what did you say? And he's like, Maybe I love you too. And she's like, Oh, I think I love you too. Oh, isn't it lovely? Well, they won't, they are.
0: 1990 Um, sitcom crowd. (laughs) Oh.
3: But they are cute. (laughs) 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 Oh. So, that's. That's the end of that little scene. And then we go straight to Gus forging the security pass to make it so that he can use it. And Rochelle's researching how to kill cherry blossoms. They go to a shop. They buy a shed load of salt, like a whole shopping cart full of salt. Right. And head to one of the uh, I was upset that sites. Gustav
0: was grabbing the smaller box, uh, boxes instead of the bigger boxes. <laughs> I, I was like, he's not saving money. That's my own OCD about it, but...
3: Yeah, you just wanted the big sacks that should have gone to right, the why house, you? cash and carry. <laughs>
0: exactly. Get the sacks that you, like, clean your walkway with or something.
3: Really, yeah. Really important for the plot. <laughs> anyway,
0: My own so they
2: idea. bought the oh, salt
3: thinking, yeah. and they've gone to um, one of these building sites where they're building their big greenhouses. Uh, a worker turns up and sort of asks a couple of questions who they are and things, and he Gus shows his security badge saying that he's called Red we- Red Wheatus. Um, and the guy believes them. Not only does he believe them, he wheels their wheelbarrow in for them.
0: <laughs> and he thinks – he knows who the Red Wheatus is, a senator. He just obviously has never seen Red Wheatus, so.
3: Yeah, which – Hilarious for us to watch, given that, you know, the differences between these two guys. Right. But, you know, oh, there's a lot of politicians. If somebody said to me, hi, I am such and such a politician, I'd be like, oh, hello, um, okay.
0: Right, uh, <laughs> some random senator, maybe, yeah, totally.
3: Yeah, and I love that Gustav's um, name for he decides, because obviously they're not going to go by their real names, and he goes to say Rochelle's name and just calls her Rasheen.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> so they're sort of, they're in there. Trying to look inconspicuous when they see the FBI guy. And this is the same FBI guy from before, isn't it? The FBI guy with it's the It's the
0: one that Laurel slept with. This is yeah. the FBI agent that yeah she slept with in the past. And then yeah, she beat she... him up with brass knuckles. But
3: woohoo! Yeah, this guy. And they obviously they see him and realise that they need to leg it. So they run and run and run for this fire escape. And Gustav can't open the door at all. <laughs> and he's trying for ages, probably ah, trying to get out. And Rochelle just pushes it really gently, and they get out. It's because
0: it's a double. It's a one of those double doors, you know. And he's trying on the one side, and she just goes to the second door and just opens. <laughs>
3: <laughs> um, yeah. After they've gone, the FBI guy spots the salt, so he obviously that plan's not really going to work. Uh, back at the sitting, Laurel comes in and comes and sits down next to Luke and uh, tells him about the whole. I've called it the dad shame bug evacuation. because <laughs> It's kind of the equation. And, um, they discuss sort of how to shame their dad. And Luke says something about, you know, oh if you want to shame him, how about you? Oh, how about that camera that you got for your ninth birthday? So the next scene, we're uh, watching that video from that first camera on her ninth birthday with Laurel. She's sitting watching it. And um, her dad walks in and he, he's not impressed with wanting to watch it. You know, he doesn't, he's not impressed because she's sat there filming mum and dad arguing over the fact that he hasn't been there for his daughter's birthday. She's got it all on all on film and she turns the camera back on her little child self and she's crying her face off. And she says that she loves her dad. And Laurel turns around to her dad, who she's made what well, she keeps asking to turn it off, but she's not.
0: Um Right, he's too old to figure out which remote turns off the TV. So
3: Yeah. So she's just no, you you've gotta right. watch it. And he gets really, really upset and uh he didn't know she was watching. And yeah, he collapses. Which, you know, bit bit extreme last time. Books just came out of his ears a bit. Now this time he's fully, fully collapsed.
0: Right. Well, right um, after he collapses, all the bugs start coming out of his ear. Oh,
3: did they? Right. Yeah. this is my problem with watching it on a cracked screen on my iPad.
0: Oh, right. Yeah, because yeah. they were—they also were really tiny, and it was on like a one of you know like a throw rug, so you could, yeah.
3: Oh, well there we go. Oh well, yeah. Right <laughs> after
0: this, all the bugs come out of mm. Dad's brain. So yeah. So this is the goodbye from them.
3: They're leaving. They're mm. leaving Dad's head.
0: Right. Shame apparently is like the most. Right. Was it the right? You had to get the right brain or whatever to fix Laurel. So apparently, shame like really affects the right brain or whatever. Probably most yeah, of the Yeah, so the, the brain. most deep seated. Right.
3: It's the deepest down in there. It's like the most connected to all the rest of you.
0: Well, right. It's like the everybody has the classic dream of going to uh, school without your without pants on you know what i mean yeah like that classic shame scenario that everybody it's super deep-seated in everybody's mind so
3: yeah and how things like it makes you feel sick and things it has like a physical physical effect on you as well anyway we digressed um we're in red's office now and we've got red and luke that are there to discuss the compromise but Red sort of, Luke's wandering around and standing up and wants to talk and be active. And Red's sort of, oh, I've got a headache. Can you just sort of sit down and stay still? Because he (laughs) wants to grab his gun and shoot him in the head. But as he does, just at the perfect moment, Laurel calls Luke and Luke sort of turns around and Red has to hide the gun again. And as Luke's wandering around on the phone getting this news about his dad, Red's trying to get him in his sights and can't. Because I'm guessing it, you know, having part of your brain would probably, well, having part of your brain missing would probably not make you the best shot of a moving target. Yeah, that
0: and he probably doesn't want to do more than one shot because he wants to get, you know, doesn't want to oh, draw yeah, too I much suppose. attention to himself. But Luke's kind of like pacing back and forth as you do when you're on the, on a cell phone at the other yeah. end of the office. So, yeah,
3: it's just Especially hard you for him bad news.
0: Red to shoot him. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So Luke has to go off and go and see his dad. Now, I've just got Red and Gareth. And uh, Red's asking Gareth who's been in his office and uh, tries to get him to go and fetch the intern, but Gareth refuses to. Um, and Red says that he's a really good guy or something. And he's just like, nope, just, just a guy, just, you know, normal. Won't go and fetch somebody so you can shoot them in the head. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes. Um, I
3: yeah, and Red picks his jacket up and leaves, but the jacket yeah. hasn't got the security pass in it because ah! it's the pass that Gustav and Rochelle have been using. So that's a bit of a Ooh, brown pants moment. Squeaky bum time. Um, <laughs> Rochelle and Gustav run in like, as soon as Red leaves and um, give Gareth the pass. And kind he's of, sort of
0: behind Red's back as Red's like turned around, yeah.
3: Yeah, and then he sort of... Puts it on the floor behind Red, and he's like, oh, is this, this what you're looking for? Is this what you've just dropped? Here you go. Gives that back. That's all sorted out. Nobody's going to find out about that. Except for the fact that surely, after they've doctored it, they can't undoctor it, and it wouldn't be like a normal one Well, now. if you
0: doctored it the first time, yeah, you could. You just cut it, recut it, and re- I suppose. Uh, Laminate it with the picture you had before, so yeah.
3: It's going to look a bit of a state, though, isn't it?
0: right yes it would <laughs>
3: i would assume you,
0: it's really not easy to take laminate off of paper after afterwards so
3: no <laughs> but yeah so that that's all tied up now um laurel and luke are in hospital waiting to hear about their dad and they're just sort of talking and i think does she say something about this is the last time oh it reminds us so much of their mum. Uh, something when
0: their mum yeah. was in hospital Right, probably. It was just, you know, a brother and sister scene as their father's dying and they hug. Yeah. So not really anything important.
3: No, just a little, little look at them. Um, Gus and Rochelle are now talking, so they need to sabotage the trees because they're not going to be able to get into the greenhouses where they're going to start newly populating. So if they can get rid of all the bugs that are there now, then there's not going to be anything to populate these hot houses with. So, right,
0: because they'll, they'll beat the deadline, basically. Yeah. yeah.
3: They'll have killed them all off, and, yeah, they won't. There'll be no breeding, they'll be dead. Yeah. Um, And they find out that ammonium nitrate fertilizer will make the trees drop all of their um, blossom.
0: And I knew and, instantly that that was a bad idea because, oh, well, any American probably knows that that is the thing that was used uh to blow up OKC, the Oklahoma City bomber used ammonium nitrate fertilizer to blow that up so that's why they're pulling many that others. it's
3: it's apparently the fertilizer of choice
0: uh yeah For they've situations. pretty much outlawed buying masses of it in america right now so but yeah
3: um yeah so that's their plan anyway they want to get a load of ammonium nitrate and put it on the trees um oh i think i've written that down wrong because I've put Gareth and Luke sexy times. That's <laughs> Gareth, not... Gareth and Lana. That's wrong. <laughs> Laurel. No, that's her name. Gareth Lana, and
0: Laurel. Lana is what uh, <laughs> Red is calls uh... her. Red
1: See calls her Lana. Get... <laughs>
3: uh, right, funny. so... <laughs> I, I was
2: so hoping that they were going to have sexy time. Um... Oh, that would be
3: brilliant. Well, that would quite it a surprise now. ending. Yeah, <laughs> just all of a sudden, Gareth and... Well, we know Luke's been sleeping around, but... <laughs> didn't expect it to be with gareth <laughs> right so gareth and laurel uh doing their sexy thing in bed and um talking about this lana person this is why i just said that um and talking about all this shame and everything and um how red always calls laurel lana and that this picture that he found in the drawer looks a bit like laurel so they're sort of ah i see the connection now we've got Gustave Rochelle with all this fertilizer in their car. And um I think if they have pulled over to start distributing it, I'm guessing. But the yeah, policeman they par- comes they up. Park,
0: like in the park that's in the middle of the capital to, you know, spread it out on these trees. And they just say like you just need a little bit at the bottom of each tree. So
3: Yeah. So they but as they get out of the car and are stood talking for a second, a police officer comes up and starts questioning them. And um says that it's something about it was to do with speeding and Rochelle is not impressed. She is adamant that she hasn't been speeding and grabs a phone out and starts filming the police officer. And he doesn't like that. And the next thing we see is they're just completely surrounded <laughs> by police officers with their hands on the hoods of cop cars. And there's uh, FBI FBI type people turn up.
0: Yeah. This is uh, like the, the Capitol police, but yeah, Rochelle says, don't do anything, Gustav. And Gustav says, are you trying to tell me how to be a black person in America now?
3: <laughs> yeah, it's like, don't talk, you'll make them mad. <laughs> um, now we've got the CIA guy, the top top guy, Bugman, um, and Red. They're <laughs> talking to Luke in the sitting, and they tell him to back off, and that they have a sex tape of Luke and Scarlet, and that it's not a very good one. So Luke calls off the sit-in. Uh, Gustav and Rochelle are being questioned by these police. And it turns out that Gustav has been an NSA intelligence agent the whole time. Yeah. Like, and I felt, Rochelle is not amused. I felt that was kind of, what?
0: I guess that's why he knows that all those people had been watching them, is because he was, you know, one, one of, of those people. Yeah.
3: Yeah. It does. It does make sense with how much he knows and
0: how paranoid he is all the time. Yeah.
3: Yeah, but it's not his paranoia. Everything has a valid reason behind it. True. If you get what I mean, like he can explain everything. Well, if away. you were
0: in the, in the NSA and you knew all the the things you should be paranoid about, you probably would be paranoid all the time.
3: Yeah. No. Oh God, yeah. Um. Yeah. So, which I was not impressed with that. Laurel's watching TV and the news comes on that the sit-in's stopping, and she's not very impressed. But heads down to Luke's office, and the budget guy was it Cole? Yep. Has come up with a plan, or he's realised something, and it's something to do with motorcycle helmets, and that's going to beat the farm bill that they want to stop going through, or something. It's, I don't know. I got really the motor
0: It's a about. motorcycle helmet law that overrides uh, the farm bill, so that. They can't use uh, the, the there's no money in the budget for the, the stuff they want to use it for because it's supposed to be going to this mo- motorcycle law because that okay. law overrides it in every 50 state. So.
3: Right. Yeah. So that thing. <laughs> um, Red's in his office. Absolutely livid. Um, He shouts Gareth, but Laurel's outside his office just sort of sitting, waiting. And they have a bit of an exchange and he invites her in. And we're we'll left kind of hanging with that bit. Um, Rochelle's really angry at Gus and is still having a go at him about not saying anything about being from the NSA and not, you know, using his special magical NSA powers. Right. He sort of is trying yeah. to explain that he doesn't really have.
0: <laughs> He's like, Yeah, my, you mean my NSA magic wand that I have? yeah.
3: yeah. Um, Gareth walks up to Gus and Rochelle and asks where Laurel is and they sort of do a well she's gone up to see you kind of thing and he realises she's in a bit of trouble Uh, we're now back with Laurel and Red in Red's office and Laurel's talking to him about Lana and how he got her deported and he was in love with her when he was at college and you know he got her deported and that she's now passed away because she got deported back to Guatemala, which is where her parents were from, but she'd never been to. Right, she, she was killed survive. there
0: because uh, Red deported her, so.
3: Yeah. Um. But Red pulls out his gun. Um. I think as he's getting quite upset, he pulls out his gun and points at Laurel. Gareth rushes in and fights with Red for the gun. And Laurel sort of, she stands watching for a second and then realises like, Oh, hang on, no, if I put my hands in two, then there's two of us trying to take this gun off this one man. And, um, yeah, the gun goes off. There's panic for a second until Red goes, Ah, my butt! Because they've shot him in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> it was that um, moment
0: that, like, every, in every, like, old Western or something where they're struggling and you can't see where the gun is. And, like, then it goes off and the one guy gets shot in the belly. So that's yeah. what you assume is going to happen. But then instead of Red going, like, screaming out in pain, he goes,
3: my butt! <laughs> it's really funny. Yeah, so he's um he's shot in the butt, and the queen comes out of his ear, because I'm guessing she didn't like the feeling of being shot in the bum, Um, flies out of his ear, and as she's flying off and they're chasing after him, the intern walks in and stands on her.
2: And uh, the goo from the insect is so yellow.
3: It's oh, so loads yellow! loads of it! It's really like a big lot of puss. It's gross.
0: Yeah, it really is.
2: And
3: he's like, oh, I'll, I'll go and get some paper towels to clean that up. I'm sorry. I
0: think, think it's funny that Gary, the intern, is the one after all this that saves the world. Yeah. <laughs>
3: yep. Yeah. And he'll never know.
0: And we all thought he was going to end up getting killed. But.
3: Yeah. But now, to be fair, he has started off this awful screeching noise by squishing the queen. There's a horrible. Well, coming that from that like the to...
0: trees and all the people with bugs on their heads. So, yeah. From the ants, I guess. Yeah.
3: And uh, yeah, we see all the bugs that are in all of their human hosts all coming out. Everybody's grabbing their ears and yeah, they're all, all walking out and they all seem to be going to the point where the queen was killed by the looks of it. Right. They're going into Red's
0: office. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Um, Which is where Laurel and Gareth are on the table. And they're watching the bugs sort of walk in and do this big, I can't remember what the real name for it is because I know ants actually do this. It's like yeah, a death they, swirl or something.
0: When Yeah, when the queen dies, they all go around. There's d- a bunch they of bugs that like, do this. Like, ants do it as well. Like if the queen gets separated from the hive, the ants will like swarm around wherever she is to try to get, yeah. get her. Yeah, I've Same seen it with the fact.
3: drones as well. If they get lost and they can't find their way back, they just go round and round and round and round and round and round and round. Right. It's, but yeah, they did, just do that to death. So that's what they're sort of standing watching. Um Gustav and Rochelle are um, by the cherry blossom trees uh, waiting for the, for the blossom to fall and hoping that it really works. Uh, they're arguing more about she's been annoyed that he didn't say anything about being in the NSA. And um, she walks off and stops and he's like, see, it's because you you're attracted to me. And it's sort of argue, flirty, argue, flirty. And then she shuts him up. They look down, and there's five cherry blossoms on the floor. And I think Gus says, like, oh, it's going to take more than five cherry blossoms. And they sort of stand for a minute, and it's a bit weird. I can't remember if they're even talking, but all of a sudden, all of them fall. Off yeah, the no, tree, they, they weren't talking.
0: They were just, all, like, they all fall, and they start smiling and laughing and hugging.
3: Yeah. yeah. That sort of booth all gone. Um... And we go back to Gareth and Laurel standing on the table watching the big bug swirly thing. And we see the Red's under the table, who sort of comes to and just asks what's going on. Gareth welcomes him back, and we get the singer singing his outro song. Yeah. And, Which uh,
0: one thing uh, you probably didn't see on your screen, but the bugs, uh, they it, they start to change color. They all go gray, so they kind of start to die. Like the whole big bug mass, they all start to die. So. Uh, so, I and, find it yeah, and then, that was what was happening. And then we get our outro song. Which and we were here. Right
5: now. Red made some mistakes, but never really paid the price. Stayed on as a senator, got re elected twice. Easily distracted, not intelligent as such. Turns out having half a brain just doesn't matter all that much.
1: Well, I'm not
5: a scientist. Am I? So, I, I can't tell you 100% whether global warming is real, but uh, doggy woggy.
1: There is doggy woggy. Why can't I have a doggy woggy?
5: What I mean is, uh, there are those who uh, believe that uh, global warming is a conspiracy put forward by the Chinese. You tell me. Same for all the senators who needs a perfect brain Powerful and stupid, but at least they're not insane Somehow everything still holds together Even when it's running off the rails Dean lost something precious and it really took a toll He'd gladly trade his Parkinson's for partial mind control So the ending isn't perfect But at least there's love and kindness when it fails You can vote your conscience, you can vote to make a point we cut and dry your principles and smoke them like a joint Though we rarely rise to be the best that we can be Just stand up and be a citizen, it's called democracy Luke was forced to leave but got a better offer right away A Wall Street firm with slightly fewer principles and higher pay Laurel came to help him right before another market crash When everyone was long on risk and dumbly sadly short on cash But that's another story that they'll write someday, I'll bet and as for all the space books, well, so far nobody's seen them yet.
2: So that was the ending. But Luke, you have some uh, news for, for us about this season. Right.
0: I, last night I found an um, interview with Robert and Michelle King, the creators of the show, on a website called HitFix.com. And I just had some interesting information I'd go uh, about how what they did decided to do with the show. Yeah, Um, I guess
2: one of the things I said to you right after the season ended is why didn't he sing about. uh, uh, I forgot. Gustav Gustav and the doctor. Yeah.
0: Oh, right. Um, Because that wasn't planned at all to happen. But they uh, let's they I'll go through it real quick here. Um one of the questions they asked is why did you ultimately decide to have the core group survive uh, in the entire group survive uh, with their brains intact and everything? And it says, we like the characters. We like the actors. There was a plan to kill Gustav, but we loved what Johnny Ray Gill was doing with the character. Uh, A lot of these characters are a bit of a cartoon. If they would have died, it would have really hurt. And at some point we embraced what Johnny Ray was doing with Gustav and we're like, we can't kill him. Everybody would hate us. Yeah.
3: Like Lafayette from True Blood.
0: So they rewrote, there was a lot of rewriting that was done in this, uh, like that, that specifically. So Gustav was specifically supposed to die off in this. Uh, uh, in this I bet series. that's
3: why we had that episode or two without him in it.
0: Yeah. That's what I'm thinking is that three, three episode thing was them going, Oh, we got to write him back in. Everybody loves this character. Yeah. Uh, and that, Woo, pro- and, and that whole, uh, love, uh, angle between him and Rochelle is probably trying to build for a second season, which they've said they want to build to, but which I'll get into in a second. But, um, it says, uh, that they had a hopeful for season two and the season two would be at wall street. Uh, which we saw right at the end of this, uh, the song would right at the end of the brain, this, uh, your, the final episode, you guys saw that they're on wall street. Right. Uh, oh Yeah. I didn't see
3: it was Wall Street but I saw the cherry blossoms.
0: Well, they talk about how Luke got a really good job on Wall Street cuz he quit oh, yeah. working in politics and then at the very end of the song you see uh, the cherry blossoms and this big giant kind of bug flies out of the cherry blossoms. So that's it's kind of setting up for Queen. second second season on Wall Street and then it says um it says they had planned on that but then the next season they had planned, they would want to do in Silicon Valley and then Hollywood. So mm. they had already planned for four seasons, um, and they had said that it was going to be a, a different creature each time,
1: Ooh. Ooh, but that
0: they would, they would stick with the same characters, uh, fighting the bug. So we'd still get Gustav Rochelle and the f- same four main characters. Uh, they said that they were going to go rat size with the wall street. Uh, interesting. So if they do do a second season, that might be what we're getting, um, uh, and they asked what they thought about red um and how uh Tony chalu played him and they, they said uh there was never supposed to be any major scenes between him and laurel Ugh. surprisingly watch oh. uh when you when we saw how well they played against each other we ended up putting in more scenes of them together and started rewriting towards a finale that would involve the two of them hmm huh. So, well, I kind of think the ending originally probably was supposed to be her against her dad, and it ended yeah. up her yeah. against uh, – yeah. Uh, and here's a kind of a cool random quote um, before I get into what's going on for season two, if it's possible or not. It says uh, – Robert King says, one criticism the show got, has gotten is that it does a good job of highlighting issues uh, with extremism in current politics, and, sh- and the show doesn't call out one side or the other – uh for their issues um and he oh and Michelle King says we were trying to do something that isn't typical television which is the point uh which is to point to problems on both sides right the tendency in tv is to preach to the choir to talk to your own side and get one side riled up you see most late night comedians their tendency is to speak to the left wing and preach to somebody who already agrees with you so they were kind of, that's what they were going for in the show. Uh and then season 2, it says our, this was the question they asked, are how are things looking for season 2? Robert King, it doesn't look good. Uh Michelle says, nothing has been said definitely, but we did not can, we constructed it in in a way that the end of season 2 uh, end of season 1 tells a full story. And he says, we would love to work with the cast. We had so much fun. It was a perfect experience if it ends, but it would be lovely thing to return with. Hopefully it ends up being something like Buckaroo Banzai that people will see in, t- uh, two or three years. It'll be buried in a time capsule somewhere and will come back.
2: So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not sure if I want the second season. I think this season is just perfect.
0: I wouldn't mind it if like, like it was, uh, like they said, if it was in different places each, each time, I think that would be kind of cool. But, um, I kind of felt you the feel same different. way, like, uh, the ratings weren't that great, number one, uh, but, so I don't see them bringing it back for monetary reasons, mostly, uh, but it just feels like, kind of like they said, Buckaroo Banzai, where maybe in two or three p- years, somebody's, it's, it's going to get on Netflix, and people are going to see it, and it's going to catch on, and people are going to be like, wow, that was actually, how did I miss this?
1: You yeah, know I mean? yeah
2: uh but yeah i i don't feel i don't feel uh sorry if there's no season two right now but uh, no, we'll... I,
0: I they totally wrapped up the story so uh, yeah. that we don't need one if we don't have it uh, it doesn't matter i was actually a bit afraid of that that we was going to end with a kind of cliffhanger and that we were never going to get another season so right
2: so i'm i'm happy yeah, no, that...
1: uh, yeah.
3: they've ended it like little shop of horrors yeah I like that. I like that a lot. That it opens it up so that in your brain, the story can carry on, but it doesn't necessarily have to.
0: Right. right. Totally.
2: Yeah. So we are all happy about this. What would you give this season all over?
0: I give it a four and a half. Yeah. Yep. Oh, I mean, five. it has it has comedy, it has violence, you know, everything. So.
2: Yeah, I'm up uh, with four and a half.
0: Tilly.
3: Me too, if it's out of five. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Fair. Okay. Yeah, everybody go watch this. When it gets on Netflix, binge it. Yeah.
3: Definitely. But what are we
2: doing instead of this uh, up to uh, when we get our new show that we're doing?
0: Right, we're doing Westworld. Um, the first time we'll be reviewing it is going to be November 5th. So right. for the next three weeks, or the next two weeks, we're going to do a little trivia game uh, between the three of us. Yeah. Um, where we each make up uh, four true or false questions about TV, and we each get two of the, of the other people's questions, and then um, we'll try to answer them, and whoever gets the most points wins. Yeah.
3: Cool. So,
2: doesn't that sound like a fun game?
3: It sounds like a game of not gonna win. <laughs> it,
0: it, it's kind of an experiment because we don't know, even know if this segment's gonna work or not. But we got two weeks to try it out and see what happens. And uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. Play
2: around. Play around. Uh, that is what we're going to do, Dan. Uh, if you want to, uh, have you read the book this week? Yeah, uh, Luke.
0: Uh I started this book called Seinfeldia. I, I just started it yesterday, so I barely got into it. But it's about um the making of Seinfeld and the whole uh build up of from when it wasn't that famous to being really really uh big in America. So Yeah. Uh w- it's interesting so far, but I haven't got very far through it. So cool. Tiller? No, I
2: haven't read anything. No, of course she hasn't <laughs> no. read anything. Uh me neither. Uh, but if you want to hear with your ears, you can go to audibletrial.com slash another digital citizen. That's audibletrial.com slash another digital citizen, or as still is that it?
3: audibletrial.com forward slash another digital citizen. Right.
2: Do you have anything you want to plug, Luke? Uh,
3: just go to westcoastwrestlingconnection.com. Check yeah.
0: out the YouTube page.
2: Good wrestling. Uh, other than WWE. Tilly? Um,
3: not really, no. Just no? everybody be nice to everybody. I'll plug Peace and Harmony again.
2: Uh-huh. Uh, you liberals! No, liberals. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I uh, have to talk about South Park. Uh, we are doing <gasps> Sharkspun. A South Park podcast. And we are doing... Season 20 as it comes out.
3: Yes. That's tonight, isn't it?
2: Yes, it is. Yep.
3: Which is Wednesday for listeners. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
2: Uh, Mhm. Next week we will not do Night of Champions predictions. Uh, Will we? Yes. Is that already next week?
0: Every two weeks.
2: Holy shit.
0: Ugh. (laughs) <laughs> uh, Every two weeks until Survivor Series And then we get a, a break
2: Yay uh, yep. uh, We will do news of the week We will do our new competition uh, The TV trivia As we are going to call it We are going to have the final Round for uh, Torture Tiller with
0: TV We will talk Thunder and Paradise episode 12 uh, Yeah,
2: Another
3: digital And it's the final
0: Yeah uh,
3: over.
2: Yes. Uh, we will have another digital review of Blair Witch Project from 2016. And Tilly has to watch Boyhood.
3: Oh, Boyhood? Yeah. I think. Is that the one that The Simpsons did a parody of? Yes. Aha. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. Aha. Uh-huh. Right. Uh-huh. We're all going to watch that, that
0: and talk about it, right? I don't, yeah. We'll probably won't do a full review, but we'll do, uh, you know, a pretty. <sighs> Uh, Talk a lot about the movie itself
2: Oh yeah And it's episode 50 Uh, So people can try to guess Why we're doing boyhood But we will explain why Next week Okay everybody This has been a technical mess out of a podcast I'm tired Uh, Till is tired Luke is tired
0: Goodbye everybody Goodbye everybody
3: Bye, everybody Goodbye citizen.